Hello and welcome to the Best Picture cast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I recently completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one. Each episode, myself and a revolving co-host or co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not a who should have won podcast. We are here to discuss the inner circle of movies who took home the crown in their respective years. As a disclaimer, this is an opinion-based podcast and a subjective discussion by movie enthusiasts who don't claim to be trained experts. If we destroy your favorite movie or praise a movie that you think is trash, we encourage you to write in at bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Best Picture Cast. So that's Best Picture Cast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And we're back again for a very special episode, a little different than our regularly scheduled programming. We've done 15 of these, and we're here to kind of evaluate what we've done and set up our first group of rankings. So we're, this is our first 15 episode, and I think every 15 episodes or so we're going to do this. And with me today to embark on this journey, I have a BPC All-Star team that we are reuniting, and it is our largest episode as far as headcount goes. And we're going to go around the room and, and uh, have everyone introduce themselves and bring their familiar voices back to the pod. To my left, we'll start with you, Joe. Hey guys, Joe Yar from Sound of Music, Going My Way, Rebecca, Science of the Lambs, and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. There it is. This is RDB uh, from <laughs> The Departed, Broadway Melody, The Gangs of Goodfellas Defense, Slumdog Millionaire, and Sound of Music. I think that's it. Yeah. All right, pass it along. Chris G here from Rain Man Podcast. I did uh, Sounds of the Lambs, uh, a Broadway Melody. Grant Z here. Um, I was on the Rebecca Podcast, the Broadway Melody, Gangs of Goodfellas Defense, Rocky, A Man for All Seasons, slash Jaws. And the uh, movie that we probably will not talk about a lot in Crash. Yeah. So. Any final thoughts on Crash before <laughs> since it's not going to get the love today? Hey, I may have it in my top five. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I like everyone's resume is getting nice and long enough that we're having a hard time remembering yeah, what exactly. episode it was. So that's good. This this is an all star team. We uh, no one here is on their first rodeo. Uh, we've. Had different combinations of all these voices here, so it's fun. And this is, I will now, full disclosure, this is the group chat that has been brought up several times. We've talked about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised Grant didn't wear all green today. (laughs) (laughs) No, nice little droid humor. (laughs) Okay, so here's how it's going to work today. Um, These guys have put together their top 10 out of the 15. I've put together, because I was on every episode, I have the 15 ranked. So we're going to go through the bottom five first. It'll be my bottom five. If any of these guys here have one of those bottom five in their top ten, we're going to shelve it, and we'll discuss it when we get to its highest ranking, wherever that appears. That'll kind of be the format as we go throughout, even when we're into the top ten. If someone has a movie ranked higher than others, we will wait till we get to that spot in the rankings, and that's when we'll have a discussion. So you know we're not going to be deep diving the plots like we normally do these. We have episodes for each of these movies. We encourage you to go back and listen to them and check them out if you haven't already. But we're going to kind of talk about the movie broad strokes. We're not going to get into crazy spoilers or anything like that. So if you haven't seen the movie, don't get anxiety about listening to this and us ruining the plot for you. We're going to use broad strokes and kind of more or less 
highlight why we think that you should check this movie out or why you think you should see the movie. That's more or less the goal here. We also have a couple fun categories at the uh, end that we're going to go into. We have each created a Robert Shaw role for each of these movies. We've inserted him into one of the movies. Each of the five of us has picked one. And we've also picked one movie on the list to let Rob Zombie remake. Um, Grant's Rob... favorite category. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. <laughs> yeah, and I, I will throw out another disclaimer here with this. We're not Rob Zombie movie fans, okay? I think that anyone who's seen one of his movies, we get that they're they're not easy to watch and they're disturbing and, and whatever it is. But they're unique and he has a vision. Okay, right. I don't, I don't mean to you know belittle Joey's taste <laughs> in Rob Zombie movies either. I'm not speaking for everyone. <laughs> But the idea here is, is that he remade Halloween, as we've, we've, if you've heard our Sound of Music episode, which aired, which aired last week, we discussed Halloween when Artie brought up his, his horror movies and kind of went on a little tangent about w what it would be like for Rob Zombie to remake The Sound of Music. <laughs> <laughs> really I, fun discussion. Yeah, I encourage you to listen to it because it's, it's tough to give it justice unless you're in the middle of... of of that organic development. But anyway, each of us have picked one of these 15 movies for Rob Zombie to get his hands on and, and see what he does with it. So if if you're still around for the very end of this podcast, you can look forward to that. We're going to start. Uh, gentlemen, first off, any anything we want to throw out in the mix here? Anybody has have anything? I'm really so. excited for this. I think let's... Uh... Let's just get right after. Let's just get to it. I think this is this is an episode here where we have no idea how long this is going to be. We have no idea how long this is going to last or how long it's going to go. So, but we're ready for it. We might as well just get after it. Okay, so I'm going to start with my bottom five. You guys just kind of hop in if any of these five are on or in your top ten, and we'll hold off. I don't think that this one is in anyone's top ten here. This is my fifteen. Uh, I think this is a great candidate to be number ninety-two. It's a Broadway melody. Cheers to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I watched the opening scene on YouTube okay. as Kieran's recommendation, as you know the good scene, and it was really bad. So yep, that's the, enough. The yeah. rest of your guys' podcast where you guys said that was good, I was like, the most, rest of the movie must have been trash for this to get a compliment. Mm. So I did. That was that was enough for me. Great assessment. Yeah, very comfortably the worst movie on this list in yeah. my opinion. Absolutely. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to you guys talk about it though. <laughs> Yeah, I mean a nineteen twenty nine movie that just probably was out of date by nineteen thirty five. I think we so. squeezed. I think we squeezed the life out of it. Like yeah. anything that was there, we we, we yeah. juiced it. I will. I will throw out there too is that not everyone has seen every movie, but everyone has seen at least thirteen of the fifteen, so that we get a good grasp of what their top tens will be. Number fourteen, I have here is Crash. Wow. Okay. That's number fourteen for me. Anyone's top ten. It is mine. Okay, mine, we yeah. will we will shelve the crash discussion. Uh, yep. I have there. I, I have a valid reason for it. Okay, it, it well, listen, that, listen, well, that's, that's the beauty of this, this podcast. Everyone beauty. has their own opinion. <laughs> Judgment free zone. We're in the trust tree. Number thirteen. So we're going to get back to crash when it comes up on Chris G's list. He has it in his top ten. Thirteen for me is Chicago. Chicago on anyone's top ten. No, no. no. Does anyone have anything to say here about Chicago? You guys said more than enough. Yeah, I mean. Probably way more than enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's, listen, it's, as far as musicals go, it's watchable, it's enjoyable. Best picture winner. I didn't dislike I mean, it. Ka Catherine, it's worth, I mean, Catherine Zeta-Jones is great in it. Mm. That's the most redeeming thing about the movie. If the list <clears> was not a best picture, I think it's a different, but in this conversation, yes. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't yeah. go away with the other movies. Yeah, no. Number 12, I have Going My Way. I have it in my Number top 10. 10. Joey has in his top ten. We will shelve it and go back. 
Anybody else's top ten for going my way? Uh, that's one I did not see. Okay. Me, and me as well. Me as well. All right, so me and Joey are alone on the going my way trail with that. So we will see if we can twist your guys' arms to see it. Number 11 for me is Shakespeare in Love. Just missing my top ten. That is in my top ten. Also mine. Mine too. Also mine. All four of you have it in the top ten? Okay, mm-hmm. great. So that just, that was one of the, the ones I had a little bit of tough call on ten and eleven there. So just just edged out. We'll see if, if next uh, 15 it, it, things change. So we're shelving that now. Now we're in, we're in the top ten still. Broadway Melody, 15. Crash, 14. Chicago, 13. Going My Way, 12. Shakespeare in Love, 11. And just refresh my memory, Crash is one that we're going to... Going back to, yep. And Going My Way. Going My Way and Shakespeare in Love are all all made the top tens. Okay. Okay, so now that we're into everyone's top ten here, I I should say also, at the end of this, we're going to put together a composite ranking. Myself and Joey have figured out some kind of formula that we're going to use to... So there will be an ultimate top ten list or ultimate top fifteen list that we'll put out on, on social media at some point, but... Um, Joey, we're going to now, with the top 10, we're going to go around for each person. Joey's going to start it off. And again, if it fits in higher, we'll shelve it till we get to the the highest point. All right. So for my number 10, I have Rain Man. Okay. I have Rain Man ranked higher. I I also have it ranked higher. I do. I do too. Okay. So we will shelve it. All right. Artie's 10. Shakespeare in Love. Anyone have it higher? I have have it it higher. I have it higher. Okay. We will shelve it then. Chris is 10. Crash. Number 10. Let's talk the crash. highest, yeah. Yep. That is the highest point. So, lead what? Okay, so listen, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. It's my number 10. It's my of of the the 10 that I like the most in this list. This is the lowest one. Yeah. And it comes down to just rewatchability. I don't like the movie, but I can rewatch it and enjoy aspects of it whereas some of the uh, old, the movies on my in my bottom 5 I were were work were what yeah. do you usually say? Uh, um, uh, Acad- or academic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Where this one, I can watch it and, and appreciate elements to it. So I don't think it's as... We bash it pretty hard. I don't think it's <laughs> as bad as we think it is. Or, that, that could be fair. It's, that a, be yeah, fair. it's a good yeah. background movie. Yeah, I, I, if, if you told me right now, listen, we're watching Crash, I'd be like, all right, you know, I, I'd watch it. I wouldn't be like, oh, God. Yeah, there's, you know? just, there's definitely an entertainment yeah. value to it. And yeah. that's like a horrible from. movie, no, no. but when you rank it among other winners, that's the issue. That's exactly right, Artie. It's not an Oscar movie. In the context of what we're talking about, I mean, in other contexts, I think it's a wholly different conversation. I would rather watch that movie than a Broadway melody. I'm sorry, I just would. Or the Broadway melody. Well, I said in the Man for All Seasons episode that I'd rather watch Crash than Man for All Seasons. Yeah. I have Man for All Seasons ranked higher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just... Right. Okay, it's just so, yeah. so that's... I didn't yeah. go with that no, uh, criteria. Like, I went with your, what would I rather watch. Hey, I'd this rather is watch right. Crash. This is our personal list, so yeah. it's yeah. wherever no you put it. Nobody's you know, wrong. Yeah. I think what we try to look at with it is if one or two or three of these movies are going up against each other, what would you pencil in as your Oscar winner? It's kind of like a way to look at it. Uh, rewatchability is a factor, but not the only factor for me. It, it is, but at the end of the day, it's your list, so you, you make right. what you want out of it. Uh, and I will say that, like, all, of my top fifteen, I like number twelve going my way. I really like a lot. It's not like I hate the bottom five and I love the top right. ten. Like, right. I don't like Broadway Melody, Crash. I can do without. 
But I really like every other movie on the yeah. list, you know. Yeah. So it's we're ranking really good movies against really good movies. Exactly, yeah. and and I'll, and I'll be honest with you. At the end of the day, what is a movie other than it's supposed to be something fun that we enjoy spending our time watching? So I mean, sure. that's what I was like. It's a movie at the end of the day. Yeah, I I wasn't necessarily entertained by the Broadway melody. I am entertained by Crash. So that's yeah. how I looked at it. It's entertainment yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, true. Cool. Cool. So that was Chris's ten in Crash. Grant, your ten. Uh, my ten is A Man for All Seasons. Okay, uh, it is also my ten. So, and no one has it higher. So let's talk a man for all seasons. Okay, and Chris, it did not make your top ten. Did not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those movies. Um, we use the term academic, and I really hope you just don't overuse that term in this podcast. <laughs> you got to be a little more subtle. So heavy handed. <laughs> don't be heavy handed with <laughs> the <laughs> academic <laughs> approach. Um, Our iconic list of words that we all oh, use. Oh God. <laughs> But, um, you know, it, it's, one, it's one of those movies that, that hits almost all the marks when you look for an Oscar movie. It's well acted, it's well directed, and, you know, it's just that the story was very slow. It took a really, it took a long time for the movie to kind of um, get to where it's going, or get to where it is entertaining and exciting. So, I mean, that's, so it made the list, but just barely. Yeah, I would, I would agree, and, and it, for me it was a battle between this and Shakespeare Love to get to that top ten. Okay. I went with I went with this one. I happen to like it a lot. It's not a movie I'd encourage. Like I, I wouldn't call up a friend and say, "Hey, you gotta watch a Man for All Seasons." Oh, it's yeah. not that type no. of movie. I, I personally like it, but you it's really no, you have no friends if you did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's well acted. There's there's some good points at parts of it. Robert Shaw's we got a great category from it. And yeah. We got a great category. We got a great category. Yeah. From he's, it. He's, nothing else. It has a life in this podcast forever. Yeah, that's right. And I mean. I'm throwing on Jaws 10 out of 10 times if it's coming oh my God, you know, yeah. it's yeah, going up with, with this or a lot of those. But I do think it is an important movie. So it, it made my top 10 just over Shakespeare in Love. Not really much else more to say about it from yeah, there. But. No, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's so fine. we're on to number nines now. The old number nines. Joey? So for me, it's going my way. Which, okay. So... Um, Let's just, yeah, we're the, myself and Joe are the only ones here who have seen right. Going My Way, so. Yeah. So Going My Way is just a good, happy, nice movie. I think me and Kieran did a really good, I'm just going to encourage people to just go listen to that episode. It's just, we, we went into it about the unrealities of childhood gangs in New York. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real light movie. Right. A real it's, easy movie. You can throw it on. It's, it's a family movie. Right. It's been... And honestly, it's a lot of future references in The Simpsons and Family Guy that we right. found that I think is really cool. But, you know, I think we've said everything, but it's just... It's definitely a nice, fun movie that I really enjoy watching. And if there's a reason to watch it, I would say Bing Crosby would 100%. be the reason. If you've never... If you're not familiar with him, you haven't seen a Bing Crosby movie, he's just... It's a great yeah. showcase for him. And listen, to, there's, there's a song in that movie that I play now almost every single time I give my son a bath because... He was seven weeks old at that time, five weeks old at that time, and we're, um, you know, playing it, and he got used to it. So now I'm playing this goat, the yeah, <laughs> Mike great. Fish song every single time, and he just sits there and smiles. So if nothing else, that probably bumped it up the ratings for me, but yeah, I, yeah, I put it at number nine. And, you know, you mentioned this with The Man for All Seasons, and, and same with, with Going My Ways. You never know what you're going to get out with these movies mm -hmm. when we're, we're setting up to do these podcasts. So that's one that I saw, saw years ago, didn't leave much of an impression on me. When I saw it this time, it, it kind of left a nice impression on me yeah. this time too. So and, and going into the, it was one of the funnier going into the recording because I was like in my head I was like, all right, Kieran's probably going to make fun of this, but you liked it just <laughs> right. And I had <laughs> just to say stand up for it. about you. <laughs> and and if we had Artie on, he probably would have made fun of it. So that's, I, yeah. I, I, when I see <laughs> it, I'll let you know. Artie definitely yes. would have made fun. Also, of it. I'll text you throughout the movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're like, why is he playing the piano? <laughs> I'm paying attention. <laughs> okay, top it out of Joey's nine. Marty, num- you're, my, you're nine. My number nine is Rebecca. Okay. Also mine. Also Chris's nine. I have yeah. it higher. So much higher. I also have it higher, too. So uh, we'll move on to Grant's number nine, then. Uh, mine is American Beauty. Okay. I have it higher. American Beauty is also my number nine. I have it lower, so... Okay, you guys... Okay, so we're, we're shelving it for that, so... Yep. All right, so just to review, Joey's nine was going my way. Artie and Chris both had Rebecca at nine, I and me it. and Grant both had American Beauty at number nine. Okay, so we're on to number eight here. Uh, Joey, I think you're going to start off. Yes, for number eight, I have Shakespeare in Love. Okay, is that the highest it appears? Chris has it higher, so we're going to hold off on that. Artie, your number eight. My number eight is American Beauty. Okay, American Beauty at number eight. Chris has it higher also, so we're going to hold off on the American Beauty talk. Chris, your number eight. Okay, it's controversial. My number eight, Rocky. Wow. Okay, I have Rocky higher. It looks like everyone has Rocky higher. Grant, your number eight. Um, my number eight is also Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love at number eight. Chris has it higher. Okay, Chris has it higher. So we will go to my number eight, which is Rain Man. We have a few who have it higher. Okay, that's going to bring us over to number seven, Joey's number seven. Uh, so for my number seven, I'm actually a little scared of Kieran and Artie, but I do have Slumdog Millionaire here. Wow, yeah, okay. Yeah, the that, first I appearance of the Slumdog. That same spot. Same spot? Okay, yeah. okay both oh, Grant and Joey at seven. Interesting. Some I have it higher. the same. Some South, Sh- South Shore. Yeah. <laughs> five about... minutes from the Amityville Horror House. <laughs> we literally are five minutes from the Amityville Horror House. Artie, you're number seven. Number seven, I have Rocky. Okay, another one Another one that has it kind of low. Is Joey interesting. and Grant. I, I have it higher. higher as well. I have it higher. Chris is number I, seven. I, okay, my number seven is Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love is seven. Is that the highest? Yeah, this is the conversation. Time. Time. It is. It's time for Shakespeare. Okay. Okay. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. So that's a pretty high ranking there. I know. Cool. Yeah. All right. uh, and nobody, you just saw it for the first time. I just watched week. it a couple days ago. Uh, nobody's more surprised than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were you were around in those times. So. I, oh yes, I, I, I met Bill a couple times. The, costume, the costumes must have felt very familiar. Oh, it was great. The bloomers. I, I literally enjoyed it. You have those. You're wearing them now. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the only thing I'm wearing. In fact. Uh, <laughs> No, honestly, I watched it uh, begrudgingly, uh, and I gave I've given Brendan B a lot of flack over over time, especially with the whole um, Saving Private Ryan versus that conversation. Well, that, that, I still think it's Saving. I absolutely. I, I actually te- I I have to say I texted him today you- and I said I owe you an apology. Shakespeare in Love is a very good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Still should not have beaten Saving yeah. Private Ryan. And yeah. I think Artie, it kind of distracted you from... Uh, uh, there was you a, couldn't get past the point. So I was enjoying the movie, and then I got to like a 45-minute mark into it and where I just became angry that they beat <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. And I picture when they announce Shakespeare in Love wins, Ben Affleck gets up. <laughs> Spielberg and Hanks are sitting there clapping. Like <laughs> I just think it's a really enjoyable movie that it, does not get credit because... Saving Private Ryan yeah. should have beaten yeah. it. It yeah. has a black mark on it. For like that. It, yeah. like it's, it's a good movie. Any like, other year, I think it has a better reputation, but I think the Saving Private Ryan just kills it. Like it, it feels it has all the makings of like some bloated BS Hollywood darling movie, right? It's a period piece. It's about art. It's about right. theater. Yeah. All and, the and, standards are yeah, there. All, all, this, all the standards of like of it being a hated Oscar movie are there. But you watch it, you're like. 
you know what? It's done really well. Yeah. Like everyone's really like people are likable in this movie. It's yeah. a fun. It's and it fun. Holds up. 20, yeah, it's two fun. years later, it does I was hold like, up. It holds up really yeah. well. I, I, I really. I, the, first of all, it's star studded. I mean, there's. Yeah. Oh my god! They yeah. picked a bunch of people who are consistently up for Oscars. Right. And put them all in one movie. Yeah. Right. Colin Firth, Colin Firth, yeah. and, uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush, Jeffrey Rush, Rush. Yeah. and I, I just I don't I, like Gwyneth Paltrow, but yeah, I I was not a huge fan of seeing Ben Affleck's face in. <laughs> Like I just was like it I does, saw it does I saw feel, his face and I was feel, like why is his face in this does, movie? It does feel weird that he's not doing like a Boston accent. He was <laughs> good. I have, he's I like yeah, Shakespeare. He's good, in it, he's good in it. I just didn't want to see his dumb face yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Like uh, I loved when he strolled in with a posse. With his like, who am I playing? Yeah. I think that's like, the point. Yeah, like, he's, like, he's supposed to be. He's, he's supposed, he's supposed like, to hate his face. He's supposed to be right, an A-list. Yeah. He's supposed to be an A-list douchebag. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. And he like kills it at it. Yeah, like, I think, yeah. I mean, like, he's playing himself. Yeah. I love when he. he, he I <laughs> like I wanted him to be like smoking a cigarette, like behind, like backstage smoking a cigarette, like yeah. talking the Boston accent, like Grant said. I love when he's like, "What role am I playing?" He's like Mercutio. He's like, "What's the name of the play?" He like bats his eyes like Mercutio. <laughs> and he's like, just go with it. Like, I will take the part. He's like, yeah, and, he and he actually had like he's a minor character, but he has an arc, which yeah. is kind yeah. of yeah. very yeah. redeeming. Yeah, very yeah. redeeming. Yeah. But I think that's part of the the the, the non main characters also have stories that get fulfilled. It's, it's good, not just extra filler yeah, it's, stuff. It's, it's not a bad movie. No. It just went against Saving, Saving Private Ryan. Ryan. I know. Yeah. It's it, it's hard. It's hard to hold that against. That's its biggest. Because it's not. That's not its. That's if, not its fault. If no. it went up against Crash, we would never talk about Crash ever again. It'd be at the end. Of the episode for two seconds while we talk about Shakespeare. So I think it deserved a, a place yeah. higher than yeah. You know, so no, seven, I had it at eight. Seven, all right, so you had seven, eight. Yeah, me seven. too. I have it at eight. Yeah. And Grant, you had it at eight. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. So I think eight. we all. I mean, yeah. four of us having seven and eight. I think is a really reasonable. I'm sorry, I had it at ten. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, thanks, thanks for paying attention. You know, man. You're like, you know, I'm gonna bump out a few spots. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation really got changing, me. You're changing your rankings as the episode goes. He's like, I, I like. I'm like, you, like, you know what? Now I have it the highest. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get back to this. <laughs> So, yeah, although Brendan B is not here, I'm sure he would probably have it number one and be the last <laughs> oh, thing we were talking. He was about, also so. when I texted him, very excited that I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, probably yeah. watching it right now. He said, <laughs> he said in the uh, in the Man for All Seasons episode that he realizes he's going to backpedal a little bit on his on it being a, a top. Yeah, a top he, 10 was, he was caught up in the moment. Yeah, he was caught up in the moment. It's, right. easy, it's easy to do, especially yeah. when talking about movies you like. Like, yeah, when, yeah. You, when you talk about things you like, you lose that objectivity a little sure. bit. You know, like, you know, point, and I'm arguing Point Break's the yeah. greatest thing ever made. Yeah. <laughs> I watch it, just because I watch it once a week doesn't mean it's great. <laughs> okay, so Chris, that was your number seven. Grant, your number seven. That was my number eight. No, oh, wait, you're, oh, up oh, number seven. you're up to number yeah. seven. Uh, my number seven is Slumdog. It's okay. Slumdog, okay. And mine is The Sound of Music. I have it I have seven wow. higher. I have it higher. Okay. Yeah. I'm super, wow. Wow, Are you guys. Yeah. Oh, what's yep. going on here? Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. I think I think I don't, even, I'll, I'll, I don't have it. I don't even have it on my top ten. Yeah. Wow! I think there's. Yeah. Some, I think have there's, you seen it? Yeah. Oh. I think there's some stuff going on here where some of you guys want to be more highbrow than you actually are. I know. Uh, I think when you listen to our uh, now at, at this t- at the know, time of this recording, the Sound of Music episode has not aired yet. So all right, your, our thoughts will be known on that. Uh, we the three of us definitely. Gave it you guys in your think a lot of tank. Love. But I had it. I had it the lowest of the three of us at seven. So we're, we're going to get. Yeah, we're going to get the sound of music. Higher. So are we on to six now? So yeah, we're six. On to six. six. Right. So for, I have Rocky at number six. Okay, I have it higher. I have it lower. I have, uh, I have it higher. Obviously yeah, okay, so we're, we're holding off on Rocky. It's gonna get, that's going to be, uh, going to be an interesting I have, I have a feeling now I have, like, ranked it way higher than everyone else. Right. <laughs> I actually was, my, I had trouble here between this and Slumdog. Uh, okay. And up until yesterday at about 10 o'clock at night, I had Slumdog at six, Rocky at seven. Mm. Okay, interesting. 
All right, so we're going to get to both of those movies. Uh, Artie, six. My number six is Rain Man. Mine is also Rain That's Man. That's mine, Rain Man. Okay, yeah, this is, wow. it's we're time for Rain six. Man. Yeah. All right. Interesting. All right, so I had Rain Man at eight. Joey, you had I had a ten. I had a ten. Okay, so Artie. Yeah, I just I love the simplicity of this movie and the emotionality. Like it's it's packed such a punch into something so basic. And the acting, I mean, it's driven by acting. That's driven by acting. You know, dialogue that's good, but nothing crazy. The cinematography is good. It's super realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then and then the reveal slash twist that happens in the movie is is I remember being blown away. Like, wow, I had no idea there was even going to be a twist in this movie. And then I like you're emotional for the last end of the the whole end of the movie. The whole after the reveal, I was just a wreck watching yeah. this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it, when it packs that much of an emotional punch, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a sucker for that. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you there with that. I had a, a tough time between that and American Beauty. The, those are the two that I right up until we started recording, I was unsure which I was gonna put with. I, I ended up going with Rain Man over it. I had it at eight. I love the movie too. I think it's I think it's probably Tom Cruise's most underrated role. I mean, yeah. he's really really good in the movie yeah. and. Dustin Hoffman is he's, he's fantastic. It's, it's his career, it's his career role. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. what he's, defines him. So he's it's just really great. He's, it's just it's an all-time character. Like like yeah. in the episode yeah. that we have, we discuss it. You still say, "Oh, that guy's a Rain Man." If he's really smart, that's right. Something. It's still right. in the lexicon. Like, it's a thing. Yeah. it's still in the lexicon. Yeah, yeah it's I become think, a thing, which is amazing because yeah. for a movie that is an underrated role for Tom Cruise to have then come into something that. Is a saying. It's really impressive. Yeah, we're yeah. not saying, yeah. oh, he's a man for all seasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, if maybe was, we if, should be. If it was maybe Brendan, we B, if, be. if it was, if it was Brendan B, it would be a, a man at four seasons or uh, <laughs> four other a ways. For, he a said man it. for four seasons. <laughs> <laughs> for oh man, several don't be the seasons. don't be the guy not invited to the five. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, I think that Rain Man takes a little bit of a beating. From people who haven't seen it recently, yeah, it's right. like I think you have to watch this movie again. Yeah. Not... I did. I did that. You, yeah, if you remember yeah. privately, that was like the beginning of the episode. Your episode was so good because the first thing you're like, I watched this and I was like, oh wow, this is much better than I remember yeah. it as. And yeah, like, yeah. I, think I think a lot of people like think it's like, like this Hallmark movie or something like that. I don't know. Or, or, or Grant. No, 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 no take it. It's okay. No, you love your. If Hallmark you movie. just throw it on and watch it and expect to watch a movie. You're gonna be, you know, it's it's much more than just watching a movie. Right. Yeah. So if you just yeah. like sit back and be entertained, no, you got to be into it. You got to yeah. pay attention. Oh, it's, a, it's a great it's a film, and yeah. it's not overly sentimental. I think it, people think no, no. It's, not, it's, not it's, not, it's not schmaltzy. It's not schmaltzy. It doesn't yeah. even really have a, ha- a happy ending. I mean, no. it's kind of like a and, oh, and this is yeah. like a real life. And thing. the emotions yeah. that comfort are like organic and they're yeah. actually real. They're not. Yeah. It does not feel forced. And, you're not, and nothing's rushed. And I think that's the big thing. The emotion part isn't rushed because they could have easily rushed that really hard into when they were still in Ohio and it wouldn't have landed. I think it changes the whole thing. And the reveal comes out of nowhere. You're just like, yeah. It just happens and you're right. like, whoa, yeah. this is yeah. like a different thing now. Yeah. Huh. I was really concerned about the, the, the 80s nature of the movie, the music and, and the clothing, but it really, it didn't, it didn't have much of an impact uh, uh, negatively. Who, who did the, the score for it? Zimmer. Zimmer, but, Zimmer, yeah. but he wasn't allowed to use a string, right? Yeah, strings. That, Eddie no no use strings because they didn't want, uh, they didn't they want didn't to feel like... They didn't want to be too sentimental. Right. The emotion yeah. comes from the story, not yeah. the yeah. score. And, and the actually, actually, at times it sounds like the soundtrack to Karate Kid Part 2. Yeah, it does. <laughs> that's yeah. very true. That's, yeah. that's a fact. Yeah. It's a good call. You know, anytime you have a score kind of telling you how you should feel, yeah. Yeah. Can, that's when you kind of roll your eyes a little bit. And this movie doesn't the do story, that at all. The, if the music has mm-hmm. to do it, the story's not doing its job. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. All right. So, uh, so that so Rain Man came into Artie's number six. Yep. Nice. And 
Mine too. Mine too. All three of us. Okay, okay. So me, Chris, that's, and that's awesome. Yeah. I did not think. I, I like when we have this uni- unity. Yeah. Even so though I wasn't a part of it, I feel. Yeah. I like it. Well, my number six was Rebecca. I'm higher. I'm higher. higher. Okay. Wow. Grant and Joey have it higher, so we, we're Ooh. gonna. Okay. okay, so before we get to the top five, we have a nice little exercise here. And let's I whisper think, a little I mean, louder. At that point, just say it. it. I mean, like, yeah. Producer, well, I tapped at it. And you looked at me like, like I had We'll just don't like, worry, guys. We'll just edit it, it out. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, I'm just saying. You and I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> every episode is you talk about. Uh, you're telling, no you're right. No, so I'm, this is a good time to do yes, it. It's, it's just your whisper there yeah, that we're the, laughing. This didn't work. I was like, this. You should do this. Okay, so before we get to our top five, let's talk about what beverages we are drinking here today. Kieran, that's a great idea. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'll start with mine. Yes, I went with the Summer Shandy. It's a a nice, delightful drink from Leinenkugel. So I'm doing the Leinenkugel Summer Shandy. Joey, what do you have here? The Montauk Session IPA, one of my favorites um, and go-to all the time. Buy it every time I see it. I'm drinking the Lagunitas IPA, but I finished three of those, and so I'm switching over <laughs> to the Montauk Session. I bogarted a Montauk Session from Artie, so uh, I'm also drinking that. Okay, and Grant? Yeah, I, too, am drinking a Shandy. It's the Narragansett uh, Watermelon Shandy. Great beer. Great beer. I think my most consistent thing is I think every time I've been on, I've had Montauk. Even I threw in a seltzer yeah. in there one time. That's probably the most Montauk, popular. Montauk uh, is a mainstay. It's the most yeah. popular BPC beer, I think, yeah. Montauk. Yes. And uh, Grant, as he's drinking Narragansett, like our good friend Robert Shaw did throughout Jaws, we have each created a role for Robert Shaw in one of these 15 movies. So we, we may have picked the same movie. We, I, I don't think have probably picked the same exact role, but we're going to go around and kind of... That'd be unbelievable. It is a, I mean, a role that is not currently in the movie. Right. Yes, we've created a role. We've written a role for him in one and of these movies. And let's specify that this is Robert Shaw dialed up to attack. Absolutely, it's over the Robert top. Shaw, Shaw. Yes, over yeah. the top, giving so, you everything he has. Nothing subtle about his acting. <laughs> none, it's very heavy handed. Very right. heavy handed. <laughs> yes, not very, very no, iconic. Not so. Iconic, heavy handed. So yes. Who would like to go first? Is anyone feeling confident? Joey's going to go. All right. So for me, when I was thinking about the Robert Shaw role, I looked at um, some of the LVPs of the past movies. Okay. And I was thinking, of oh, good. That's a good way. That's a good way to. Yeah. Do that. So I was, who who could use the most help? Okay. And if you've listened to the sound of music, you know, fuck Rolf. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to Rebecca and uh, Robert Shaw as a um, confidant for our friend Favel, so that he doesn't fuck up and actually okay. gets Max, and, you know, doesn't doesn't go too far. Just so they're eating chicken wings together. Yeah, he teaches them how to eat chicken like a human being, <laughs> and then he doesn't take them. I don't, you know, not to go too far, but he doesn't have Favel go to the next step trying to be an asshole. He just stops it and lets things play out and let Max get fucked. All right, I like it. I like it. All right, all right, that's not bad. All right, so I gave uh, Mark Wahlberg's character, Mm -hmm. Officer Dignam, I gave Mark Wahlberg's character, Officer Dignam, a father that he... (laughs) That's awesome. That he asked for advice (laughs) at his dad's home. That's great. amazing. And I would add a couple of scenes where, you know, Mark Wahlberg visits his dad one-on-one asking for advice. You know, he's in a difficult situation. His dad's, you know... Drunk on an old recliner, smoking a cigarette, yelling. It's total over the top. Oh, he used to, he used to, he used to, he used to be, and then yeah, he used and, to be sating. And that's yeah. where Mark will get. Give Mark Wahlberg a few more scenes. 
All right. I, that's I what I'm this. going with. Oh, that's, why, that's, 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 why he's so, that's why he's so confrontational because his father right. is And at the end, you know, well, I'm not going to do a spoiler, right. but he decides to do that because of Shaw's advice. You know? oh, yeah. Why'd you get into us? That's a good one. In case anyone's screaming and yelling at home, I just want to. We realize he wasn't around in 1940 to do exactly that role or at, enough to be around again when they're filming The Departed. We've thrown time frames out of this. So we, yeah. he's We're been able to. Fun. He We're can hop in the time machine. I want Jaws Shaw being the dad. Right. Oh, that makes that's that perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Right. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, he can be, he can be Robert Shaw at any, yeah. at any point. Yeah. So. I love that. Thanks. I'll do mine next. Uh, I also have Jaws Shaw in, my, in mind for this. I chose Rocky, and I think he would be a great corner man for Apollo Creed during that final, oh, that, mm, that final fight. Like that, yeah. Uh, you know him, the intensity, him screaming like, "Yo, get in there!" He's, he, you know, he's getting, yeah, he's yeah. killing you. You know yeah. that kind of thing. Is that you know? too close to Mick, though? I yeah, but that, like that would be. Like, Mick. Like Mick well, everybody needs corner. a Mick in right. 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 Like, Apollo needs a Mick, right. and oh. him and Mick could have some back and forth. They, they, exactly. Oh, they train together. Maybe they have some history. There could be some tension between. They work together at some point, but then they split. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that was good. That's cool. Where Shaw went big time. Right. Big time, have a little bit. Ooh. <laughs> so uh, my uh, my show role is a little bit smaller, but I feel like it's I feel like it would be well used. And uh, we just talked about Rain Man. Okay. And Robert Shaw, we can do Jaw Shaw. He is a patient at Walbrook Hospital, and he's in he's in one of the rec rooms, like screaming at the TV, <laughs> screaming at Jeopardy. <laughs> What is going on? <laughs> and like, maybe you want everything is shark related. <laughs> shark like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like the question. The question is about like, uh, like a Van Gogh. He's like, man, what's a bull shark? Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, uh, that's good. Okay, so we all picked different movies, which is kind of, which is kind of nice. I have uh, also Jaws, Shaw. No, no surprise there. Yeah. I'm uh, putting him into Silence of the Lambs. Whoa. Okay. Interesting. And wow. in the end of the movie when Anthony Held's character is running away from Lecter and he's uh, he's taking a plane to right. the Bahamas or Jamaica, wherever he is, mm-hmm. I have uh, Robert Shaw as his pilot. And as he's flying <laughs> him to this island, he's giving a monologue about cannibals. Ah, <laughs> uh, cannibals are nasty creatures. <laughs> you always have to worry if they're over your shoulder. Oh, that's so good. And Anthony Hill's back there sweating, panicking, thinking about it. <laughs> I ran into the cannibal once out in the desert, you know, and doing yeah, a whole deal good. there. So that's, so that's where I have him in there. Awesome. With that. All, uh, all great. I mean, I think we just nailed this category. That's <laughs> yeah, a great one, yeah. I want to keep going. Yeah, well, you know, we have... Uh, Plenty yeah. more podcasts yeah, we can there's add that to. Yeah, 70 plus more movies to, yeah. add, to add them into. So very, very good. Okay, so we're now into our uh, our top five here. The movies that made uh, someone's top five, at least. And Joey, why don't you kick us off here, man? So for number five, I have uh, The Sound of Music. Okay. I have it at five as well. All right, so it's Sound of Music time. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have to do some convincing of uh, Chris and Grant here with this. You had it at five as well? I ha- well, I had Sound of Music at seven. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Um, so, Joey. I mean, it's just so good. <laughs> I was it's, also it's I was also uh, alarmed by how good this movie was as a movie because I don't like musicals, but this isn't where they no. stop the movie and the music sing makes dialogue. sense every single They're a singing time. family, and right. the music is part of their you know shtick. Also, the cinematography is phenomenal. The the 
the way that actors move in the stage is phenomenal. The acting, the acting, acting the adults phenomenal. acting are top notch. To not, yeah. Top notch. And totally I think great. For a movie that's as long as it is, it never drags. It's just. And I think we talked about it, this in the episode. We got to bring back the intermission. If you have a yeah. movie that's yeah. three hours, at two hours, put it put it up for five minutes. Put up blackness and music. Let everyone go piss. You come back, you know, you, you finish the movie, you feel good, you're ready for the third act. Of the, you know. Yeah, I mean, before I turn it over to the prosecution here, because I think that <laughs> I think that Grant and Chris are probably not not buying everything. If I can sell, if I can sell this movie to someone, I would say, Artie, you said it already, but the cinematography, the way it's shot, it, the setting, the it's scene. just yeah. it's great, and the, the songs are good. Yeah, like yeah. it's good, it's good, it's, you, it's you, delightful. I and, never and knew. They hold all- up. Right. I never right. knew all these songs were from one movie. Yeah. Like, like they turn into Christmas songs that were like that's how good these. songs And we're talking are. about an AFI Top 100 movie. Right. It, it's not like we're pulling this out of our ass with it. I think it's a, right. it's a pretty damn good movie. Yeah, Grant. Um, yeah. So I I feel like with this movie, it's a movie that I've I've seen probably a million times because it's been on TV, and I just I always get kind of bored by it. I feel like the movie puts the music over over plot. I feel like. There's, there's not really, there really isn't much of a plot until the last last half hour or so when they actually when the when um, the father gets called into duty and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, duty. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I just. Yeah, can we have a word outside? Oh, that's funny because actually, I I looked on YouTube for like I just wanted to get a little refresher. I wanted to look at YouTube clips about it. And the and there were only music clips. None of them were dialogue clips. None of them were acting clips. Acting clips. It was all music. And the music is good. The music does stand out and the music does hold up. But I feel like that's kind of used to mask how thin the plot is. I just strongly disagree with you. Yeah, I, I, I love the plot throughout. I, I think the plot holds up and builds on itself. I yeah. think it's... You know, we talk about it on the episode, it gets rushed at a point, but I don't think it's rushed problematically. I think it all builds and makes sense. This is going to kind of be one where it's different strokes for different folks. Like, I, I just, I think, I, I, you can't make someone like the sound of music. Either they like it or they don't. It's kind of, I mean, Chris. Cool. <laughs> that's, I mean, what am I going to say? Uh, cool that you guys liked it. It's just not for me. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of that's what fair. it comes down to. Yeah, I had it at, I had it at seven. At a strong seven, you guys had it at five. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, again, I think it's gonna. Th- th- that is a classic example of a movie that's gonna be on a different place on everyone's list. Like it's just. Right. Yeah, I loved it so much. Yeah, I I, I watched it twice. <laughs> Me too. It's been like two days. <laughs> and then I watched all the and Family I watched Guy Mary clips. Poppins and all the Family Guy clips. Yeah. The fourteen t- references in Family Guy. I'm pretty much obsessed with Julie Andrews at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's the big takeaway from our podcast yeah. that Julie Andrews is. Amazing. Okay, Chris, you're number five. I have one flew over the cuckoo's nest at number Ooh. five. I have that higher. Me First, too. Uh, that's my number five. Wow, both wow. of you have it in at five. Wow, okay. My number five is Slumdog Millionaire. I have it a, a bit higher. I have it higher. Okay, so Chris and Artie have it higher, so we're going to table that. We're on to the top four now. Joe? So for my number four, I have Rebecca. Okay. M- me Grant too. Grant has Rebecca. Grant? And Joey both have... Oh, it's like the four. episode all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can say something about... And Rebecca was... And I have Rebecca at number six for me. So let's let's talk, Rebecca. Joey, you want to... Yeah, I, 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 Rebecca, uh, going into it, I knew nothing about it. It was just a, a Hitchcock movie I never heard of. 
and I was excited to do the episode to talk about, because, you know, we also talked about Rear Window, we also talked about Psycho, so I was really excited to talk about those. And then I watched Rebecca, and I just really enjoyed it throughout. I thought the um, story was good. I mean, once you get past certain things, but it's, it's old, but I think it, it's just a really good movie, and I think Miss Danvers is just so excellent. Yeah. You know, Artie and just, Chris, you both watched this, like... I just watched it yesterday. Yeah, okay. it Right. And you, it was in your top ten, or it wasn't in your top ten? Nine, right? Yeah. It was number nine Nine. 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 Yeah. Okay, nine yeah. each. Yeah. Um, why don't like why don't we hear from you guys about like your reaction to it? Since you just watched it, uh, I was excited to watch it. As again, I hadn't really, I wasn't familiar with it. Right. I, I was interested because it was Hitchcock. Uh, listen, it, it's cool. He can di- he directed his ass off. I mean, just like stylistically, <clears throat> uh, the camera work is incredible. Uh, Acting is really good. Like I, I was really impressed. Uh, it is an old movie, so it suffers for me. It suffers from that a bit yeah uh, but yeah I really enjoyed it it did exa- it, like I said to Kieran uh, privately it wasn't it was less of a twist as more of like a slight curve <laughs> I kind of <laughs> knew what was coming you know yeah. it, it wasn't that shocking to me yeah and it wasn't as um but I think that scene is so good that it really helps that it is not this massive twist and it's, it's, it's part of why I, I think like he does old... it better later on in his career. Well, there's yeah. also more twists later on in the movie, too, that are good. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think it's part of the old movie. And I, we talked about it a little in the episode. I, I think the older movies, why I like them is the expectation of the audience are a little different. Mm-hmm. That they don't have to be so yeah. kind yeah. of extreme. Well, they're not as, I like that. They're not, they weren't, I mean, audiences now are, are a lot more sophisticated or, 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 or meaning that they've seen so much more. Right. Yeah. There's more content to it. E- it's a lot harder to shock people mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Sure. Where then that was probably like, what is happening in this movie? They're yeah. probably stunned. Right. Uh, but I, he just does it better later in his career with those movies. Yeah, as, as, as he develops as a director, yeah. sure. It would... You know, but it was well shot, definitely well shot, well acted. It's a, it's well a great... There, there are moments in this movie that are some of my favorite moments in cinema. Um, the whole the whole conversation with Miss Danvers and Mr. Winter about jump, you know, about the wind, you know, yep, the that's window. a really good scene. That yeah. that's it's from that scene, scene all the way through the boathouse scene, all that stuff, sure. like her running around in the fog during the search party. Yeah. Um, I feel like that that to me always stood out as something that was just so brilliantly shot, just visually, it just looks incredible. And then everything that happens in the boathouse, the I mean, it's a, it's a big exposition dump, but. It's um, but the way it was shot with, kind of following the ghost of Rebecca it's throughout really well done, while yeah. he's explaining what's happening, it's it's amazing, absolutely amazing. So for me, this movie is three very different acts, and yeah. I had a hard time with the first one because they the tone of the dialogue just is something I have a tr- I have trouble paying attention with because yeah. they'll be like he'll be like. Oh, I made you cry. Oh, I'm sorry. You all better now. Good. Oh, great. Let's move on. Buck up. <laughs> you just went through five emotions yeah. in like this in like a yeah. second. Like it's I can't. A little rapid fire. You can't yeah. talk like that. Well, I can't it's, pay it's attention. A, it's a little sign and, of the times. And, and the girl yeah. is always like, "Oh, well, what do you yeah. want me to do?" Like, no, the damsel in distress. That's the 1940s, right? And that's just hard to pay attention to. Artie, you're on to something because I was talking again, talking to Kieran about this a while back. I noticed with those older movies, there was a style where like they would answer. Somebody would talk, and somebody the other character is going to respond in an unnaturally quick man. Like you say like something, they and boom, they're right on top of you. Like you already, they already knew what was going to. There's no beats. Alan Arkin. No beats. Yeah. No Very Alan Arkin. Right. <laughs> ready for you, Alan Sorkin. Here it comes, Alan Sorkin. Sorkin. Right. I always mix them up. Because there's no beats One, in conversation, so, which is right, which yeah. which always throws me. Because I'm like, this is so unnatural. I know it was like the style of the time. It's just yeah. not for me. You know? One thing I, you guys might, you'll remember this. 
this movie made me think of the scene in The Aviator. The Aviator's an awesome movie, and it's just, it, it's, it has a nice flow, and then he meets Catherine Hepburn's yeah. family, yeah. and they sit down at dinner, and they all talk like this all the time, yeah. and it's giving Leo anxiety. He's like, you don't like dogs? Why, why don't you like dogs? The dog bit you? He's like, a dog didn't bite me. He's like, why'd the dog bite you? He's like, they, they're not listening to him. He's like, I don't like planes. I don't care for planes. You should be in finance. Like, that whole scene is just that era of film attacking Leo and he's like I can't handle this I have to get out of here <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. love that scene I think with, with Hitchcock if, if you're not familiar with his movies you haven't seen it, it he makes you work for it hmm? he doesn't just he doesn't just throw it out there and you know like we said with like a going my way it's easy to which is going my way is, is like six years later six years later it's very easy to watch it's yep. very you, no, you sit there no it, it, it does all the work for you Hitchcock's intention it's like he wants you to rewatch you have it. to do work he wants yes. you to rewatch yes. he created rewatch you, it is, it is, you can't it is be a, texting the group during Rebecca and be understanding what's yeah. going on <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, Rebecca to me out of maybe besides like The Departed is in terms of rewarding a rewatch and seeing this movie again, knowing what happens, is it puts a it's a it's a completely different movie. Totally, right. a completely right. different fact, movie. We and see also, that and today also, with Tarantino. Yeah, and also it also right. helps that you watch it a second time and you kind of understand what happens, so it makes the dialogue a little easier to follow. Yeah. The third yeah. act dialogue is much better. The investigator and Favel or Fravel, whatever. Favel. The, the yeah. two of them talking literally reminded me well, of Quentin Tarantino. Well, Fa- like Favel, a third act see Tarantino. Favel had like a slow draw, like kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, he was more measured. Okay, my dear boy. I liked him. <laughs> yeah. I liked his acting, his vocal, his yeah, way he, he was, sounded better than he had, great, he had a great voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's very yeah. measured. And SLO is smoking. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we we could go on and on about it. We do have a full episode on Rebecca, myself, Joey, and Grant that tackled that one. We had a lot of fun, and, and I was telling Artie on the way over here that that was kind of the episode that changed what we were doing here with this. That was the like, first three man. Yeah, it was the first three man, and so it was see how like, it goes with the movie. We didn't know, and it turned out that yeah. we all loved it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that Hitchcock movies, and, and there's still a whole bunch I haven't seen, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing, but like you got to put yourself in the right yeah. mindset. you got to be ready to do some work, because it's not... There, he doesn't make it easy. He doesn't, he doesn't hand miss anything. Stuff. Right. He yeah. doesn't hand anything to you. If you're doesn't texting, hand anything you'll miss you. stuff. Yeah, you cannot text. <laughs> like whole scenes. <laughs> Don't text and watch. Don't text and watch. All right, so Rebecca was Joey and Grant's number four. Artie, what was your number four? My number four is Slumdog Millionaire. Also Danny mine. Boyle. Also, okay. also so, mine. Well, we're in Slumdog Talk now. I had, I had Slumdog at five. You guys had it a little lower. A seven? I had it at seven. Yeah, and seven. I definitely want to hear from you two guys on the why you didn't think it, it warranted top five. But Chris, let, let you lead this one because, I mean, me, me and Artie were on the Slumdog episode. Okay. So let's hear your thoughts. I mean, I've, I, saw it for, I saw it in the theater. So I saw it like right when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also... I, my my wife is Indian, so I, I'm familiar with that culture. Uh, probably a lot more than some other people are. Uh, it's just it, honestly, it probably I really struggled with the rate. It was it was higher for a while. Uh, I, I I it took me a while to figure out where it landed. I love Danny Boyle. Uh, Ar Rahman uh, is amazing. Uh, the music is just incredible. He I mean he is as big of a star in India as uh, pretty much anyone. I mean he's probably the biggest musician in India and it just everything came together beautifully um acting is fine it's not one it's not it's that one is not so much actor driven as it is uh um 
driven uh, style wise, directing wise, music wise, you know, but I just, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. I think so. This one, I, I, again, I had it at five and I had Rebecca at six and sound and music at seven. And I kind of like looked at those and now I'm like, all right, I'm I'm putting Slumdog ahead of a Hitchcock movie. You know what? At the end of the day, Danny Boyles is one of my favorite directors. This is his, basically his crowning achievement. I was comfortable in putting it in the top five there with that, just for that alone. And I just love the movie. I, I I sit down, I watch it, I enjoy it every single time. And it's unique. There's, There's it, nothing else like totally, it. Totally, totally. And it's just, yeah, it's for, for me, it's just like every time I put it on, I love it. And I realize that this is one where, you know, the higher I have it, the more people can roll their eyes at it. But at the end of the day, it's my list. I don't know why it has that reputation. I don't I, either. I don't really get it. But yeah, I don't agree. I, people have that same attitude. The uh, Like, I don't like it, but I've never seen it. Like, Rockham had that on yeah. the episode before he even saw it. He didn't like it. I don't. I don't get it. Like I, you know what? I had that before I saw it. Yeah, I, no, I Joe, you have that. it a little lower. What, yeah, what I just saw it for the first time for with the episode. I thought it was good. I'll definitely rewatch it. I mm-hmm. thought Danny Boyle did a wonderful job. I thought the story was cool. I just the movies above it I liked better. Yeah. Yeah. but I don't. It's not. It's not a slight at the movie. I really enjoyed it and something I'll watch again and again. And I think you know maybe I get more from the rewatch and the next time we do this, I'm a little bit at a different place with it. But after mm-hmm. seeing it one time. That's where I had it at. That's kind of what my thought process was. It wasn't so much... It wasn't about this movie. It was about the Other six movies yeah. ahead of it. Yeah. That I'd rather... That's how... Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of how... Because it, it's it's a very good movie. It's really well done. And, like you said, it's a, there's no movie like this we're on this list. Yeah, we're splitting hairs It's splitting hairs, hairs at this yeah. point. Like, in... Like, I have, like... In my, on my list, I have, like, this chunk from, like... Like... Five to eight, they're yeah. all kind of interchangeable, right. more or less. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not gonna, I I'm just, not, I'm not gonna bash it. Movies. Yeah, I'm not I, gonna bash it. It's, it's just, yeah, I have it's no a vic- It's a victim. It's a victim of the other movies. Right. I have no complaints about this movie. I have nothing. Like I really liked it. And yeah. I thought it was, and for something, and honestly, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I can't believe I haven't seen this sooner. Like that was yeah. my, that was my first thought when I, it was over. I, what I think about this movie is there's a lot of movies like a Hitchcock movie is like an example of. He did a movie and then it's been paid homage to or taken from a million times. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with this movie. It's so unique. Right. And, yeah. and it would itself, feel like you, a ripoff. You couldn't, you couldn't yeah. do yeah. it. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so cool. It just stands it's, alone. It's yeah. very, it's awesome. It was great. Yeah, it's a good yeah. movie. Yeah. Again, no, no shots at it. Yeah. yeah so, so is Artie, you're number four and mine. Mm-hmm. And Chris is number four. Okay, and I had it at five. So yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, that's definitely we're giving it great respect there. And Grant had the same. You guys, had the we same both had four, so yeah, so right. so to you, here. Okay, my number four is The Departed. I had higher, higher, higher. higher. Okay, wow, I'm the lowest. That surprises me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think that this is now a product of the. To me, the the three movies I have ahead of it are in a different class of movie. Like right. I think they're all in contention of my overall top ten. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Uh, Departed is a great movie. Yeah, it's. Probably Martin Scorsese's is, best, in my opinion. Yeah. I love it. I love Leo. I love the acting in it. It, you know, we'll, we'll get to yeah. it. We, at, we this, have it yeah. but. at this point in the list, it's it's a love fest, basically. Sure. Yeah. But it's just what you love more. That's what it is. Yeah, and but you know, this is where we split the hairs. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, we what, like why is this better than that? Yeah. We'll get into that. But mm-hmm. you guys all have the part of higher, so we'll leave it. We're in our top three now, Joe. I have the Departed at number three. Me as well. Higher. I have a higher. Okay. Right. Both have it well, higher. Interesting. Artie, your number three. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Higher. Also, higher. also higher. my number three. That's my number three also. Yeah, okay, so, okay, so we're all, we're all kind of getting yeah, into the yeah. same boat here. Mm-hmm. 
Chris, you're number three. I already uh, yeah. I have departed. Departed. Okay, you have departed three. All right, all right. So we've all picked ones that are in people's yep. twos then, yep. right? Because yeah. my three ones are twos. Yeah, or ones. Okay, number two. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. I also have it at two. Okay, cuckoo's nest two, cuckoo's nest two. I have it higher. Wow. Yep. Sorry. I have one. I have cuckoo's nest at two. Or as you guys say, one flew cuckoo's nest. That was my fuck up. So you said it too as well. Oh yeah, I know. I wasn't today. Throwing throwing stones in glass houses. Okay, my number two is American Beauty. I okay. Have, I have a much higher than any of you. That is high, and this is definitely going to be time for American Beauty. Then, Go on, dude. Everyone has that higher. It's just fucking awesome, and like it's one of those ones that I almost like forget about for a little while, and then like I, you know, I rewatched. Uh, I didn't rewatch the whole thing because I've seen it a hundred times, so I watched like you know my favorite sections of it. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome, like, yeah. and it's actually better now as I'm a bit older, as I'm approaching in yeah. the age he is in the movie. Yeah, midlife. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> yes, mid mid death. Uh, you know, I'm getting closer. Um, it, it's just it's act. It's what it's well acted. It's well directed. It, it's it's great. Annette Benning is the the original Karen. I mean, she invented <laughs> the Karen in that movie. That's that, great. The yeah. haircut yeah. is there. Yeah. She's she's just a nagging asshole. Like yeah. it, it's she does it so well. She invented an entire species in that in the movie. Uh, it's just awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, so this one, let's just do a little refresher. Where did you guys have American Beauty? I had it at number nine. I had it at number, uh, number eleven. Wow. Nine, so nine missed also. your top ten. Nine also. Eight. Nine, eight. Okay, so we were kind of the same boat. Missed your top ten. Wow. Um, so I was really, this is the one, this in Rain Man, I, I had a hard time picking one over the other. And where I ultimately went with it is, I think if, if this is film school, I think American Beauty is, if that's what the conversation is, I think as far as just like movie making goes, it's really great. Yeah. It's yeah. really, mm-hmm. this, it's just an extremely well made movie. Yeah. There's just some emotions there that just don't, that don't work for me as far as picking it over another movie. Like, I, I, it, it's just a little much in some areas. And... Again, I think it's a well-made movie. Before I did the episode of the podcast, I probably had it in my 70s or, or wow. 80s. I did the podcast, shot way up. Jay really opened my eyes to a lot of things in that conversation. Uh, it's a great movie. You can't take that away. I just There's probably just some things I have there a, that just... I have a question for all of you. Okay. Is there any... Is there... Is there any truth to that? That it's possible that the whole thing with you know the spacey controversy has some no. something to do with no. it? Because I liked it I can less it. before okay. the episode. Then I really then I re- then me. I listened all to right. the episode yeah. and I was like, all right. And I texted Kieran. I was like, all right, I have to get this movie. A I was also able to put it aside. I'm just I was curious. Yeah, no, I, I still that, yeah. Yeah. that didn't affect me at all. And like, I, I, so I, I can separate those things. Yeah. 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 Well, he's a creep in real life and a creep yeah. in the movie. So yeah. it's like I mean, <laughs> honestly, at this point, this would have been like Crash would have been above it. But then I rewatched it, so oh, then I moved wow. it up to eleven. Okay. I thought it. I went above Crash and went it's above. It's very well made. Yeah, can't take that away. The director does a good. And Spacey is just so captivating. I mean, and it's it's funny. I mean, it's it's dark. It's funny. It kind of has all the elements, and it's it's a little over the top. Even Annette Bening has a bunch of appraisers. It's some over the top for me, yeah. but but that's what's so entertaining about. I love it. the yeah. title, American Beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a great. great title for yeah. the con- like. Yeah. Well, after you watch yeah. the movie, you go, all right, I get it. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, when we're talking about picking these movies over each other, it's kind of we talked about it a little bit with the Man for All Seasons. Am I going to recommend this movie to someone to watch? 
And American Beauty is like, there's kind of like that element of it where I don't know if I... If I'm that proud of this movie, yeah. as far as that goes, I mean, I feel completely the opposite. I would, yeah. I would be confident giving anybody that movie and be like, "Watch this." It's That's great. your number two. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's huge. Yeah, and I mean, Sam it flip flops. Departed in that flip flop for me a bunch, but uh, at the end of the day, it too. So yeah, Sam Mendes is is just a great director, and and yeah, that's not his yeah, absolutely filmography is like I don't think people even really realize how strong really it is and diverse. Yeah, very diverse. Yeah, really all over the place, which is great. All over the place. Yeah. Everything yeah. he does is good for yeah. the most part. Number two, that's that's a statement. Yeah, mm. uh, but again, the movie's made so well; it's hard to debate. Right? That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I, I'm sh- shocked that it's so low on your list. But I mean, it's everybody. You know, you, yeah. you, again, it's you guys make the good other points. movies yeah, rather than right. the other gotcha. movies. Yeah. yeah, I can, and I can be swayed on that. Like, like I said, I I didn't I didn't pick that final spot for that until I walked into this room. <laughs> right. so, like I was yeah. on the right over. I was still debating. Well, I, so, I I switched it today. Yeah, like, I had it at number seven two days ago. Yes, yeah. it, it, it yeah. bounces around. Yeah. I switched uh, Rain Man and Sound of Music at six and five, like twenty minutes ago. Yeah, we were all sweating. So you know, we've all been like sweating for weeks, like yeah. trying to figure <laughs> to out this the work, spots. Right? You know, like, yeah, weeks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, four of us weeks, one of them for about twelve hours. <laughs> Grant, your number two. My number two is Rocky. Also, my number two. Wow. And this is going to be... Oh, uh, number seven. It okay. Was, it was my number seven as well. My number six. Okay. So okay. me and Grant are going to have to battle a little bit with this one. Let's... Grant, you start with it, and then we'll let the, the haters come after us. <laughs> the hater? <laughs> That's a struggle. Yeah. Um, this movie is a great encapsulation of, um, of the human spirit and what it means to, to fight for something. This movie is uh, really, really well shot. And I feel across the board, the acting is really great in it. It's really well written by Stallone. Um, and the fact that all these things come going wrong with the movie and they were able to pivot and make it work out in their favor. I know that maybe that doesn't, that shouldn't count, but for me, it kind of does. Other than the final fight scene, I feel like the movie is almost perfect to me. Yeah. The, the, the final fight scene is a little bit janky for me. And that's where, that's kind of where that, that's, I kind of take away a few points, but mm-hmm. for overall, I feel like it's it's a like a great great movie. I think that's really well said, and Chris, I'm going to toss it over to you because I know you're shaking your head a little bit. I think Grant that that's really well said in in my opinion. And one of the things that I love so much about it, and I, I kind of look at it as a near perfect movie too. the The idea, the underdog story, is one that's we've seen told a million times. So that's that there's nothing big, too new about that. But it's not always told in the sense of this guy is at the end of his career, essentially. He's, he's gone as far as he can go with boxing and with his pursuits. And he's not really very happy with where he's ended up. It takes the stroke of luck to get him where he is. And then he becomes what Rocky becomes. And I think that the movie imitates art imitating life. Well, it does. It, imi- it literally imitates his life. Yeah, as yeah, an actor, yeah, before take, and after, yeah, because yeah. We, I don't think that anyone envisioned Creed being a thing in 2012 when they were making Rocky in 1970. I, I think he he made that movie, and he was probably pretty sure that it was the end of his career of making movies, just like mm-hmm. it was the end of of Rocky and his his boxing matches. So I just think that 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 movie. I confidently put it at two because I just think there's just so much behind it. There's so much. There's so many moving parts to it, and it became such a big thing. Um, Chris, where did it not work for you? 
Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a few things. Um, the relationship between him and Adrian is, is just, it just strikes me as bizarre. I, 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 she's bizarre in it. It's a bizarre character. I mean, I know, I guess she's shy, uh, and she's clearly in an abusive house with her brother. I mean, this guy's a fucking maniac. Yeah. Uh, by the way, sucks. Rocky, as you know, as much as he he's infatuated with her and, and cares about her, lets her brother pretty much like abuse her and right in front of him doesn't do a goddamn thing about it. it just struck me as odd. Uh, there's the scene in the his apartment. That's problematic. It's a really yeah, weird that's scene. problematic. Yep. And Did I know that's probably take or something. It wasn't one no, It was. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. A, it wasn't a one take. The idea was that a, a, uh, Talia Shire had the flu. Didn't want to give it to Sylvester Stallone. That's why she was like really hesitant to kiss him, and it worked out in the movie's favor. Yeah. Well, did it? <laughs> I mean, well, it's... no, but I mean that it, it it kind of it kind of conveyed the the mess. You know, it conveyed it in a better way. The other thing was, you know, and I, by the way, I don't dislike the movie. I just want to say that I do like the movie a lot. Uh, there was just elements that put it way down the list for me. The fight scene, Grant. Kind of, I felt the same way. Yeah. I remember seeing it when I was a kid and being like, "Wow!" I th- and then I watched it now and I was like, Ugh, "It wasn't yeah. that I, I exciting." Think, like, I think I think what happened was we remember different fight scenes from us, I from, think from, that's right from later Rocky yeah. movies. Yeah, and because uh, they're you know they have a bigger budget yeah. and whatever, it's better. Yeah, I'm remembering like, shot and choreographed Rocky two when he fights him it's again. A great, that's I'm my like, that's oh, my, that's that's the one right. I think I remember. That, that and Rocky three are my my favorite fights. Yeah. Those are great. Uh, so, but I did, I, I did like the movie. I just don't want people to think I didn't. It just there were elements of it I thought were bizarre, and it was you know it's paced a little slow. Again, it's an older movie, so it's paced a little differently. Whereas Jaws, what came out what uh, a year before, a year before, yeah, there's it's paced perfectly. It's it's everything yeah. I want in a movie. Yeah. This one just it well, has times where well, I'm like kind of bored. And well, Jaws is also our, our favorite movie of all time. So it is, yeah. but it seems to be one of you. This one oh, seems yeah. up there for you. So uh, yeah, you know, sure. Uh, I just you know it's it's a good movie. It's not. I don't think it's. It wouldn't be even close to my top five. Joey, where did you have it? I had it number six. Um, I really like Rocky, but if if we were going on straight up rewatchability, it probably would have been higher. But based, you know, who would get the Oscar over it? Um, you know, and I think if we're having a discussion about best sports movie, I think it's clean number one. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, come on, <laughs> Slapshot, Miracle, come on. I have Rocky over uh, Yeah, I have Rocky over those two. Yeah, but um, I think in this, I, I have think a it's just... <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it just kind of fell a little bit in terms of that, in terms of overall movie. I just think those are better. Already, you're making faces now. But... Oh, I was trying to think of the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie where he has to play the goalie. Sudden Death. Yes. <laughs> oh, what a fortune. <laughs> That's why you made that face. Okay. I was like, what's the name of this movie? <laughs> yeah, but you know, I just think Sylvester Stallone is very underrated. No. I guess with, with Rocky, it's... It, 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 it just... I have a question. Yeah. Is Rocky st- stupid or is he punched <laughs> Stupid. No, I'm serious. Is he punishing? Yeah, he's, no, un- I think, I think, he's uneducated. I think, I think his, his, whole, his, his whole life, his, his dad told him that you don't have much of a brain, so you might as well build your muscle. I mean, he's, he was absolutely 100% right. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, that's what, this is what, when you talk about the, the relationship with Adrian. Was his where, father played by Robert Shaw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right here. Oh. Um, the, um... But when he says that to um, Adrian, Adrian says, well, my mother said the opposite. She said I was born with brains but no right. body, yeah. so I better develop that. So that's that's when you ask about the relationship between the two, 
he even brings that up in the movies and that they fill each other's gaps and that's why they work so well together. Right. You know, he's this he's this extroverted guy, but she's but stupid and she's she's quiet but right. smart and they kind of make make a good make a complete per make a complete couple. Okay, one more gripe and then I'll then I'll call it a day. Yeah. Any guy I've never boxed a day in my life and I know that I'm supposed to put my fucking hands in front of my face. Why doesn't Rocky ever protect himself? Watch Million Dollar Baby as a... I mean, I guess that wasn't around then. He should have watched... You know, too, too bad Rocky didn't happen later. Put your hands up. Protect yourself. He's just getting knocked in the head repeatedly for no apparent reason. Like, no. he just puts his hands up. He probably wins the fight. You know, it's like, drives me crazy. And to give a real take, I love Rocky. And like yeah. you said, if it's just rewatchability, it's probably a top, you know, four movie for me. But it's the... Strength of the other six movies that I put ahead okay. of it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, right. fair. that's a fair really argument. Really, the only yeah. thing stopping and it because I love Rocky. Right. That is like, a, that's I don't a fair, not love it. That's a fair argument. Yeah, yeah right. Rocky comes on. I'm going to watch it every time. Yeah, I, I think when you're talking about a movie like Rocky, which is obviously laced with emotion, and if it, pardon the pun, it's how it hits you, and it would, if the movie like Chris, it didn't really seem to really connect to you emotionally. So you, I mean, I'm welling up talking about it like wow. that's how but yeah, you know so, so it just that. it really is different yeah with with mm-hmm. where it registers and it was similar in that aspect to rain man for me they're just mm-hmm. very human stories yeah, yeah. The See, right. from from the human story right. and i don't there's no flashy yeah. cinematography right. I, or great i got know, emotional i got emotional in, in, in rain man i did not get emotional in rocky that's fine well there you go it's whatever that's the beauty of the podcast yeah it's whatever speaks to you really all right so number two uh for you karen right Number two for me was Rocky. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Wow. So have we said all our number twos? Okay, so before we get to our number ones, we added another little fun segment. We have done what we call the role swap. So we've taken two roles within these movies, and we've had the actors or actresses basically trade scripts. So, for example, let's say we were talking about Back to the Future and Star Wars, and they were on this list. It would be Mark Hamill playing Marty. It would be Michael J. Fox playing Luke Skywalker and whatever would happen from there. So, guys, we all picked one on this list of 15 movies. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Grant is going to go first. Sure. Um, I did two. I have one that's kind of real and one that's a joke. Um, The real one, the real one is Louise Fletcher from Cuckoo's Nest. Okay. Is that Nurse Ratched? That's Nurse Ratched. And then you you swipe her with Judith Anderson who played Mrs. Danvers. In Rebecca, okay. yeah. Um, I feel like I had the same one. Do you really? I have another one, but I had that written right wow. here. That's really funny wow. because they're they're similar roles, but I would love to see how they did it differently. Because they're both capable. They're both very mm-hmm. capable of being that kind of evil presence. And I don't think but, either loses it, but it's a different. Yeah, it's type a of different. Evil it's a little little different feel. I feel like that'd be really but amazing. But neither loses out. I like that because neither neither of those movies is or characters is worse for that. Switch. Right. Right. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah, I love that one. Yeah, I think that's a good one. So I got I that. I believe one. you guys both had that. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. Yeah. yeah. And um, what's your uh, phone number? It's um, I was the whole time I was like, where else can I put Carl Weathers? Because <laughs> I, because <laughs> I love I love Carl Weathers. I feel like he's amazing, and everything he does, he's amazing. I'm switching him and Ben Affleck in Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> Wait, so Ben Affleck, Apollo Creed. 
Rocky is now the worst movie that's ever made. Oh my god, I think it might be better. Rocky has become a drastically different movie. Oh. And, uh, ben like ripping cigarettes before the fight. But I feel like, I feel like talking about Carl Weathers in Shakespeare. I, just him, just him, like, reciting Shakespeare. Like, I feel like is one of the, he comes in with his entourage, like, where's my part? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I feel like I draped in the American flag. Yeah, just, just (laughs) so good. I feel like I feel like that would be so. He he would just pull it off. Like you wouldn't even care that it's like very ill-fitting of the time period. Yeah, but like (laughs) it's. I feel like it just it works so well. That's good. And and Apollo Creed just became a much bigger heel now that he's Ben Affleck. Talk about not wanting to see his face in the movie. (laughs) But you know, you look at that like Chris is never watching Rocky. (laughs) If If you see if you see him in like if you see him as Batman, he's jacked. So like, I don't think it's like that far of a stretch where he could play a boxer. Not as good as Apollo Creed, but yeah, yeah that's that's I like it. that's like uh, it. that's mine. Who's up next? I I struggled to get Steve Harvey into one of these. Oh, so I tried. But <laughs> it's not a swap. It's yeah, not a swap. It's not a swap. Yeah, I know. But anyway, <laughs> so I had the same one as Grant, uh, Nurse Devers, and I mean Nurse Ratchet and Miss Devers. That's, yeah. that's such a good one. But I would replace uh, Officer Dignam, Mark Wahlberg's character, and okay. The Departed with. Sir Lawrence Olivier from Rebecca. Wow. And I would wow. have Mark Wahlberg be the uh, My head just quick talking Sir Lawrence Olivier <laughs> smoking the cig. And I would have uh, SLO quick talk the the FBI agent. Yeah. From I mean, Departed. SLO and Departed is amazing. It'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Directed yeah. by Scorsese. Yeah. No. That's, that's incredible. Oh, you yeah, have no idea what we thought could do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bet you had two accents, huh? I want to say, though... Yeah, you're with two we, people. Sorry. <laughs> in our Rebecca episode, we talked about they're, they're remaking, they're remaking the movie. Right, yeah. Walker yeah, would, would be an interesting choice well, to play well, that. Wahlberg's like the blue-collar guy in all the movies, so for him to be the rich, stuffy guy... And I mean... It's interesting. They cast... In the, in the remake, they're doing Army Hammer. Army He's Hammer. a billion times better than Army Hammer. Yeah. How do you name your son Armand Hammer? Army. Our Army. name is Armand. His name is named after baking soda, Armand Hammer. His name is Armand Hammer. <laughs> it's really? Yeah. How do you name your son that? If you have the last name Hammer, there's like one, like two names, Jack and Armand. You can't <laughs> name your kid. Oh, boy. Chris, you ready for yours? Yeah. Okay, so I took it kind of more seriously. You know, not more seriously, but took it seriously. Not oh, jokey. excuse me. Oh, no, but you had a jokey one. I didn't have a jokey one. I chose uh, Jack Nicholson to play Lester in American Beauty. And uh, having Kevin Spacey play Randall. Interesting. Oh, he did that in K-Pax. Kevin Spacey plays a mental patient who influences other more mentally... He kind of plays it in American Beauty as well. He's not a stable guy. No. I mean, he's kind of <laughs> wacko. Yeah, that's... Uh... I, I really wanted to see Jack Nicholson play that role. That That's really why I, I would love yeah. that. He would yeah, just... that'd be interesting. You know, him in, in that Cuckoo's Nest era, you know, that age, just letting loose, uh, throwing the plate across the room, like... Yeah. Don't we're interrupt getting, me again, honey. Oh, you know, little that shining vibe to the, the house. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, would I would just like love that. to see that. That yeah. might make America yeah. really better. And, and Kevin Spacey, I don't know. That may or may not. That might be one that's a little less interesting than the Nicholson playing the other character. But the Nicholson in American Beauty, I think, ups that. Yeah, yeah. I just thought yeah, it would be so great. Cool. And then Spacey in, in Cuckoo's Nest, I could totally see him doing it. I don't think he would be as good. I just don't think I, he would I don't be either. But I think he Nicholson I think Nicholson would good. be as good he, in American Beauty. I think or if not better. Could be better. He'd be like, better. Yeah, I think he'd be better. He'd, he'd be, be better. a little more of a coiled spring. Nicholson does that coiled spring really well yeah. while he starts off here and he goes to ten, you know. Yeah. He starts off at one and goes to ten real quick. I'll tell you what though, Spacey would probably be a little more unlikable 
in Cuckoo's Nest, right. and that movie might call for that. Right. You know, I right. think that if there is a criticism of that, maybe Nicholson might be a little too likable. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'll go next because I picked a similar movie. I picked... You got one of my movies there. Okay. Though. So I, I... End the role. So I took Nicholson, and I guess only Joey's going to laugh here with this, but I put him in Going My Way, and I put Bing Crosby in the role, <laughs> in the role of McMurphy. That's funny. <laughs> You know, singing along to all the people <laughs> as he as he goes through the Smoking hospital. Smoking a cigarette, had a and, Yeah, and then Nicholson as the as the priest. <laughs> That's so funny. Bing Crosby and then singing along, being yeah. himself. And then you have Nicholson oh, as the priest coming in. Father, here we. <laughs> Father, with the atheist scene at the beginning right, of going the, He even he even so throws we, like we, an atheist. Yeah, we're getting. Crosby's role is going to be a little more cynical there, and uh, or the uh, father. That Tuvalu scene really changes <laughs> with the Nicholson. I don't know if Nicholson can sing, but you know him doing dumb it. All you got to do is sing Silent Night a couple times. Yeah, right? Silent Night, uh, three blind mice. Yeah. I just picture Bing Crosby walking around, jiving <laughs> to the insane asylum. They're like, oh, this guy's definitely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he won't stop jiving. <laughs> He'd be too happy. <laughs> Nurse Ratchet would just go with it. Does he know where he is? Yeah. <laughs> and Joe, what did you what do you have for us? So I did, uh, I took, so Jack Crawford and Science of the Lambs was the one I wanted to switch out. Okay. And I actually went to Shakespeare in Love and uh, Colin Firth in there. So switch uh, up uh, Jack Crawford and Scott Gl- and uh, Lord Wessex. That's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. that is a good That's one. A good, I went serious, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, and I think Colin Firth would be really good in that role. He's be really good. Yeah. What's he standing in yeah. Yeah. Name a role he wouldn't be good in. Well, yeah. okay. <laughs> so it's kind of cheating in that yeah, way, yeah, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything I, I with think... an American accent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Sansa Williams? <laughs> Oh, you could be British FBI agent. I don't think can you? I don't know. That is a good question. Speaking of generalities. May have to go to a couple sources on that one. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now we've gotten to our top movie here, and we'll we'll do a little recap of everyone's top ten as we go as we go across. So, Joe, are you gonna go first? We'll start off countdown from ten. So for number ten, I have Rain Man, and number nine, Going My Way, which again, please listen to that episode; it's very underrated. Number eight, Shakespeare in Love. Number seven, Slumdog Millionaire. Six, Rocky. Five, The Sound of Music. Four, Rebecca. Three, The Departed. Two, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and at number one, Silence of the Lambs. Okay, and uh, anyone else have Sounds of the Lambs one? Of course, yeah. the two guys that did the podcast. Asked, okay, the two guys that asked to be on that right. podcast. Right. <laughs> right. All right, so we're going to talk lambs. Chris, why don't you count down from ten? On, okay, on yours. Uh, so two. my ten are Crash ten, Rebecca nine, Rocky eight, Shakespeare in Love seven, Rain Man six, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest five, Slumdog Millionaire four, The Departed three, American Beauty two, and Sounds of the Lambs is my number one as well. Yeah, okay. All right, so let's talk Lambs. Why is this the best movie that we've watched? I mean, we have a full episode of you guys explaining why, but let's, uh, let's <laughs> just... If the three-hour three love fest isn't enough, I just think from point... The second it starts to the second it ends, you know what's going on with unbelievable characters that are bigger than the movie, that define careers, and just any... We were really searching for any kind of complaints about it. And I just think overall, it's just so good. It's my number two movie of all time. So Jaws, number one. Sounds Lambs is number two. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so that that right there is one of the reasons I, I picked it, obviously. It's just, to me, it's a, as perfect of a movie as it can be. There's, there's, I can't really... We really nitpicked 
We tried. We had a really nitpick to come up with anything. And our nitpicks were even. They were. We were stretching for nitpick. And I mean, it's it's a movie. I think. I mean, I can't count how many times I've seen it, but I've watched it that many more times over and over. I I, I mean, iconic is not even right. uh, Not even the right word. Created movies and TV shows have come from that. Yeah, and that character is is. I mean, it made Anthony Hopkins' career. He he says that. From his own mouth, like that—that yeah. that is the career. That I'm sorry, that is the role of his career. You know? Artie Gray, where did you have Sounds and Limbs in this? I had it at three. I had it three also, yeah. And I also had it at three. So, okay, I mean, so it's in our top. Yeah. All of our right, top. It's, a, it's I, a fantastic movie. Yeah. yeah, and I said too. My top three are all going to be in contention with top ten when we're done with this. Right, so exactly. it's, we we covered three big ones there. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, right. if I'm going to go first as to why it wasn't number one for me, and I had Rocky and and Cuckoo's Nest over it, I think, and again, it is a great movie, and it is a near-perfect movie, there's just something that resonates a little more with me in those other two movies. There's a lack of emotion in Lambs for me. Not not to a great degree. There is some emotion there, but it's it's a little... It's a little on the cold side when I'm putting it up against Rocky. Like I think they're both movies that I consider near-perfect films. And there's just more in it for me with Rocky than, than there is with Lambs. And we'll talk about Cuckoo's Nest when we get there. I think, and you know, you already kind of got my point. The point, the next point I was going to make, you've already kind of disproved. And I was going to say that I think if you look at the sequels, there's some evidence there as to why there's so much more life to Rocky than there is to Sans Lambs. But you responded to the thing, how many of those syndicated shows and how many, forget, about, right, the, forget right, about the actual sequels to Sans Lambs. Think about genre, the right, real genre. life sequels yeah, too. Yeah. With, yeah, it's created it created genre. something right. that people have been copying since it started and yeah. trying yeah, so to fair. not live up to, and not living <laughs> up to it because it was so near perfect. Yeah. And there, I think one of the reasons the sequels are so bad is because the movie is so fucking good right. that there's just you can't come close. It's to a it, massive you know? step down. Right. Yeah. 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 The only thing I can critique is that Rob Zombie didn't direct it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only negative. I guess. <laughs> Wow. Uh, well, we will get there. Uh, or, so, Artie, you had a three and Grant, you had a three. What were your number twos again? One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, you had Cuckoo's Nest too? Rocky was my number two. And you had Rocky too. Yeah. Okay. With with this movie, guys, where what held it back from being at your top spot? Again, it was like, it's kind of like Slumdog, where it wasn't, it's not the movie's fault. It's just the other two. I just think, I just think, like, if I had to give an Oscar, to, that would be the that would be my, my third choice. Like, yeah. that's... That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, right. It comes down to the other movies. Like, Silence of the Lambs and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest were nitpicking. Like, these mm-hmm. are both really close to perfect movies. Depending who you ask, they are perfect movies. I just happen to prefer the content in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest a little more than Silence yeah, of the Lambs. Lambs is and dark. That's, but, yeah, and that's the difference. And we're talking Lambs between is three easy, and two. Lam- you know, Lambs, yeah. I enjoy watching Lambs over and over, but I'm also fully aware that it's not a fun and watch. Me, me too, but they know not to air that as much as they air One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Because it's not as... One Flew Over the Nest is also quite dark. It yeah. is. And, and Cuckoo's Nest isn't on it. It's not on It's not on. You're right. It's not on TV more. I feel like Lambs yeah. is on more than Lambs. Lambs is, Lambs is on much. edited to death. Yeah, right. that's right. the problem. If it's on TV, you can't watch you can't it. Watch. You, can't watch. you can't watch it on TBS. No, you yeah. can't watch it. No. If, uh, you know, if the Meeks is, uh, <laughs> scene is out, oh, God. what are we doing? Please. I, that's actually the one thing I, I would just cut. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's one of the movies where, like, even with commercials on TV, it's shorter because they have to cut out some of the stuff. Like, how is this only 80 minutes? <laughs> 90 minutes, yeah. not with, you know, not in a theater? Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's dark. It's a dark movie. It's yeah. a dark movie, and I think that anytime oh, I love you it have so that, much. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's what kind of keeps maybe keeps it down yeah. for some people. I, I just have nothing. I have, I'm dead inside, so it doesn't affect me I, yeah. like it does. I'm me. super. Like, I'm not bothered it. by things, and I'm yeah, I love it. I'm super proud of it being on this list. Yeah. I mean, that, that I'm happy it won Best Picture because movies oh, yeah. like that normally don't win Best sure, Picture. Right. They don't even get recognized. I would say one of the reasons I picked Cuckoo's Nest over <laughs> it is there are so many characters in Cuckoo's Nest that are all awesome. Like, there's a lot of yeah. good the acting in Cuckoo's Nest. There's a lot yeah. of good acting on top of all the other cinematography, dialogue, script stuff. Silence of the Lambs' is characters, are, there's less. There's fewer. Um... I, that's one thing. There's a lot more good acting in Cuckoo's Nest. There's a you know there's a lot of great acting in Silence of the Lambs. I'm again I'm splitting yeah. hairs. I'm nitpicking. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think if I thought about it a little bit, we talked about this on the Crash podcast where I, where we felt that Crash lacked a lot of humanity in the movie, mm-hmm. and that might be where it comes that what it comes down to too for me, because um, I feel like Rocky has a lot more humanity to it, and my number one has has. I feel it has humanity to it also. Um, not saying that Silence of the Lambs is, doesn't have humanity, but I just feel like those other two, maybe that was the tiebreaker for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what did it. Yeah, okay. Um, so let's move on to the next one now. We have, uh, Artie's going to be up next. All right, so my number 10 was Shakespeare in Love. Number 9 was Rebecca. Number 8 was American Beauty. 7 was Rocky. 6 was Rain Man. 5 was Sound of Music. Four was Slumdog Millionaire. Three, as we said, was Silence of the Lambs. Two, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. My number one movie is The Departed. That's mine also. Yeah. And Grant has their number one too. Okay, so Grant, read your, since you're, you have the same number one. Yeah, your sure. Uh, my ten was A Man for All Seasons. Nine was American Beauty. Eight was Shakespeare in Love. Seven was Slumdog Millionaire. Six was Rain Man. Five was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Four was Rebecca. Three was Silence of the Lambs, two was Rocky, and one was The Departed. Okay, so let's talk about Departed. And it has been a while since we've talked about Departed, because it was we're getting to the almost the year mark, yeah. where that uh, that was our pilot episode, uh, myself and RDB here. I was on um, that one? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> a I mean, version of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were speaking on you it. Were on the, on you were on the first part of it, and the second part, we don't know who that was. That was it was else. a pilot, people. It was a pilot. Yeah, um, yeah so... Already lead us, uh, lead it. Well, actually, sorry, Grant, you were okay. on the episode. It's your number one. Oh, okay. Um, I, I feel like this is, as much as I love Scorsese's other movies, like, you know, I, I was very vocal about Goodfellas and things like that. Uh, this, to me, is his strongest movie. Um, the story is something that keeps you on your toes the entire time. Um, which is hard to do, especially in when what year did this come out? Two thousand seven. Uh, two thousand six. Two thousand six. Yeah. And in a time where everyone's pretty much seen everything, it's hard to make a movie where everyone's kind of like second guessing what's going to happen next. The Departed does that flawlessly. The characters are outstanding. Every, every even the henchmen of Costello's crew, they're amazing. They they stand out on their own, and they, everyone has. Everyone has their own moment to shine. It's shot, per- it's shot brilliantly. And yeah, it's one of those movies that the more you watch it, the better it gets. The more you see, the more clues are kind of dropped here and there. Yeah, this is the kind of movie that you could probably teach an entire semester film class on just this movie. Because mm-hmm. the cinematography, the script, 
Um, score. The score. Uh, I love. I love the the lighting in this movie. It goes underrated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt Damon in his office with the shades on his office. That's, yeah. That's. I love that kind of like subtlety. Um, I think it's also Scorsese's best movie. I think he comes close to being perfect in a lot of movies and misses just by like a hair. And I think in this he nails it. He ties up the humanity. He keeps a crime thriller not feeling campy, you know, feeling like it's, yeah, it's, it feels it's fresh. the story just flows. It's fresh. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's thrilling just organically. It's just a thrilling story. The acting is phenomenal. Leonardo DiCaprio, it's, I think it's his best role aside from maybe, maybe The Revenant. You know, it's those two for me. Um, I really just love everything about the movie. Yeah. The score is yeah. phenomenal. It's, it's, it's hard for me to disagree with anything that you just said and that's why it's going to be a little complicated for me to explain why I had it number four. Um, and I will attempt to do that. What, where did you, Chris, where did you have it? Three. You had a three, Joe? Three. Okay, so what, what, did, what held it back from the top two spots so, for you guys? For me, I agree. I, I think it's Scorsese's um, best. I think, you know, I agree with so much. Just for me, Sansa Lambs and Cuckoo's Nest are kind of in a different stratosphere of movie where they're near perfect. Where, listen, Departed comes on, I'm going to sit and watch the entire thing every single time. I just don't think it's at that level of the other two. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, it was an easy... It, when we started doing this, I said The Departed's number three for me before anything. While I kind of, you know, Sansa Lambs, Cuckoo's Nest, it's just those two are at a different level for me. Yeah, it's a th- it's a, it's in number three by a threat. I mean, like it it was number two earlier today. You know, and so yeah. that American Beauty, I I, I love for me personally, I love both of them. I could rewatch them a hundred times and never get sick of them. Uh, there's a couple of weird, you know, little nitpicks I have with Departed, but I mean, it's not it's not even worth talking about. You know, it's just, right. they're great entertaining movies. The accents drive me nuts. You know, right. especially again being from New England. I kind of know that accent well, and I'm yeah. like, come on. Like, oh, although Nicholson's is highly entertaining, even yeah, though there's it's a bad. charm to that. Yeah, yeah. no ticky, no land. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like the one that's like you know, when he's like, I look at a guy like you and I say, "What could I use you for?" What can you I know, use? It's like it's so horrible. I mean, it's, yeah. it, I know he's kind of putting it on on purpose, but, yeah. but it's like, ah, it drives me. Nuts. It's only, it's like, it's like every. 30th word he says has an accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like he, he throws that like, mid-scene. Right. He's like, oh, I'm supposed to be from Boston. He throws right. that phony Irish thing out yeah. there. He's not from fucking Ireland in the movie. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> stop it. You know? Like, yeah, I, I mean, I know people from Massachusetts who flat out can't watch the movie because yeah. drives them so crazy. But, all right, so what I had it at four, which is the lowest, I think, that anyone yeah, had. Yeah, I'm surprised um, by that. I think this is one of the most rewatchable movies ever made. Oh, I'll give you that. Yeah. Ever made. Yeah. Certainly the most rewatchable one on the list, I would say. Yeah, and by I, far. Get, I, I mean, I gotta say. Super rewatchable. Yeah. That's, if it comes on, no matter where it is, I, I am going on. to yeah. sit and watch it. That's like, right. But to the point where it's like, all right, we're supposed to go out a little bit. Sorry, hon, we are got to watch The Departed now. Right. Yeah. Martin Sheen's going to the building to the room. Oh, right. Nich- we got to watch. Nicholson has a severed hand in his hand. You know, <laughs> I, I got to watch. I got to finish. Mr. Oh, the Mr. Co- Mr. French is quietly like yeah, one of the best characters great. in this movie. He's unbelievable. He's so good. You can only hope to go out like he goes out. It's like, and, fuck and, it. And <laughs> Nicholson and that actor do not get along and realize they yeah. did not during filming the movie. And you cannot tell because they are such professionals. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, Mr. French is a theater actor from like Europe. Yeah. He's a stage actor. It's like Alan Rickman style. But then he goes into the Point Break remake and really just shoots his mm. reputation. Nah. Well, he's collecting a paycheck at that point. That's right. Can't <laughs> okay, so I love The Departed. I, I really, I, I find it difficult to say anything bad about it. And I, don't, I know a lot of people, you know, roll their eyes at the fact that it's a remake. I don't even view it as a remake. It's because, barely a remake. Yeah, and, and Scorsese read the script. He didn't see the movie. Yeah. He, didn't, right. he didn't watch Infernal right. Affairs. Yeah. 
until after the movie's made. So that isn't really... It's, it's a remake in concept only, I think. It's right. just, yeah. Right. There was a movie made from the same story already, right. and that's that. There's something about the other three movies on my list, Lambs, Rocky, Cuckoo's Nest, that just seem historical. They seem like monuments of American filmmaking. That's a really good way to put it, Gary. And yeah. the yeah. party just is just short of that for me. It's yeah. just, I mean, when people think One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, they think of literature, they think of film. When people think of Rocky, they think of movies, film. Like, the, the Rocky is, is a vocabulary word in everybody's dictionary. And Silence of the Lambs, too. It's that, that Anthony Hopkins character is, he's a part of history. Yeah. And I love The Departed to Death rewatchable as any movie on this list there's it just doesn't have that for me there, there's something to be said for all those movies you just um mentioned there's characters that you care about that you yeah, you really care about what yeah, happens that's a good to way them. to put it too mm-hmm. and yeah. departed does they're all kind of they all kind of suck you, you don't really yeah. I mean, I guess uh, DiCaprio's character would be the only one that you kind of feel, but you really. Oh, I mean, you don't, you don't feel bad about. Uh, He's not about the Martin best guy. Sheen. Like when when Mar- like when Martin Sheen, when <laughs> no, Martin not Sheen, really. like, man, yeah, that's. I felt I felt terrible when that happened. Oh, I mean, he put Leo feel, in a shitty situation. I will, I will he, say he's not in it. Enough. That's a job. He's not, I, yeah, he's not that's in the it, job. He's not in that movie well, so enough to really care what happens. I, I got to say on the on the Martin Sheen thing, in in a movie theater, that is one of the most memorable reactions just groans, that a crowd yeah. has to a movie. They, yeah, yeah, you heard the like, entire oh, yeah. movie no. theater go, oh, <laughs> Beca- because, it, and it goes silent at that part of the movie yeah. when you see him falling. Yeah. Uh, when you see him falling, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I also want to touch on that he's not a great cop. <laughs> yeah. He's a nice old a man, naive, but like, yeah, he's yeah, very naive. Yeah, I think you touched on that on the, on the yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. did I? Yeah. <laughs> You don't remember? <laughs> that was that wasn't Artie. That was somebody else. <laughs> that was Marty B. <laughs> when Artie B has more than a few beers, he becomes Marty. <laughs> Six highlights deep, we'd be at the end. Yeah, yeah, watch out for Marty. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, okay, so this is gonna bring me to my to my top movie, which is One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Amazing. Uh, I'm a little surprised we only would have had it at one, um, but here we are. Let's talk about it. I'll I'll read off my my ten here. My number ten was A Man for All Seasons. My number nine was American Beauty. My number eight was Rain Man. My number seven was The Sound of Music. My number six was Rebecca. My number five was Slumdog Millionaire. My number four was The Departed. My number three was Silence of the Lambs. My number two was Rocky. And One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is my number one. So Cuckoo's Nest, to me, and we talked about just just now with The Departed conversation, about it kind of being a monument in American filmmaking. I think that that acting performance from Nicholson is on the Mount Rushmore of roles in, in American cinema. And the most importantly, the polarizing relationship between McMurphy and Nurse Ratched is it's so well-developed and complex that it's tough to even really sit here and talk about it in, in in a brief form. Yeah, in a brief form. Between, because, between yeah. those two is some of the best dialogue ever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. And my favorite show of all time is The Wire. And I think one of the reasons why I think that that's number one of all time, same as why I think that this is number one on this list, for now at least, the good and evil being so obscure to the point where you don't know who's really good and you don't really know who's really evil, yeah. and the way they polarize against each other, to me, is 
it's just endlessly remarkable and you can sit and think on it for days. And I think that you can watch this movie in North Nurse Ratchet's corner and you can watch this movie in McMurphy's corner and not fully understand why you're rooting for one and not the other because I think that they're both so complex and they have signs of good and evil intertwined in what they're doing. And I think that put that into the setting of this movie with already what you said with all those wonderful characters that are that are decorating this movie, it's just it's it's a perfect movie, in my yeah, opinion. And I think recently we had a you had a conversation with pod favorite Catherine Short about this movie and Nurse Ratchet and kind of her almost, um, you know, origin story, yeah. more or less, and kind of what brings her to the point where she is this kind of very gray character who's very evil, but in a place of helping and how interesting that could be. And I really think it's just a great movie. I didn't find Nurse Ratchet to be... There's no part of me that thinks she was... She was vindictive. She was passive-aggressive. Like, I, there wasn't much... I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think she's any... There's no sympathy... In, with that character at all, like I think Nurse Ratchet is an all-time movie character. I think yeah, she, but yeah. she's, a, I think she is an evil character. She's a great villain, I, all-time villain. Uh, but in, in the top two movies, my top two movies, we're talking about all-time villains. So I think what you said is perfect. She's evil relative to your point of view. Like, yeah, if you view it from she's <clears> a <throat> mental health clinician trying to help someone who and is trying, trying to maintain order. People. She is trying to maintain order and peace. In a scenario where someone has infiltrated and inserted himself in a place where he doesn't belong, and he is uprising the characters to act outside of what Nurse Ratchet is trying to maintain as peace. Now, that's where the debate begins: is is Nurse Ratchet the way she's doing it? Yeah, it's hard. Right. Well, there's better ways to do yeah, it. There's, yeah. Yeah, there's Nurse, shades of gray to, all, yeah, to every. Yeah. Nurse Ratchet is iron fisted, um, which could which. Which I mean, I I'm not a medical clinician, you know. I don't I don't have this degree, but um, I feel like under certain circumstances it works. But when you have someone in there, that's because I feel I feel that McMurphy is an evil character too. Yeah, and that's, he's that, not a good guy. No, right? that, that's isn't kind he of ra- isn't he a statutory ra- statutory ra- ra- statutory, ra- statutory ra- 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 yeah. fifteen year old. He's yeah. in there for fighting and fucking. Yeah, right. so the, like that that's kind of that's kind of where <laughs> the movie. That's how we meet him. That's how we meet him. That's fighting and fucking. That's that's kind of where the movie takes a hit for me. Is that like are we supposed to be rooting for this? There's really like it's it's kind of hard to get behind a character like this, and you you feel you feel for. Billy, that's the kid I felt for the most. Mm-hmm, he was the most traumatized out of anybody. He, he was only using them to get what he wanted too. So they were both. They were kind of. They're they're a polar ends of the spectrum, but they were both selfish. I, I want to just. I want to respond to that. Is and I can totally see. It's like all right. They're making me root for someone who I shouldn't really root. But that's making you question yourself. Why am I rooting for him? And what I never what, I never rooted for him though. And and that's that's one of the ways you look at this at this movie yeah. and why the movie's so complex to me is is. It makes you question your mindset. I mean, we we've seen it later on in Breaking Bad and The Sopranos of the, the, the anti-hero. Right. Yeah. Um, and this is this gets there, you know, forty years before that, but or thirty in this case of The Sopranos. That complexity to me is why I watch movies. It's sure. Because right. I want to. Oh, I want to put easy. myself in a different right. mindset every time. It's I see. Easy yeah. is fun, but it's boring. This is not boring. It makes you think, and you have to kind of figure things out. Well, you you, you want something that really 
displays the human condition and, right. and, and all the complexities in it. And because people are not black and white. People yeah, are like, right. That like, movie does like it better Grant than said. probably yeah. a, a majority of movies. Yeah. So that, yeah. Like Grant said, that movie does a, a great job of of you reflect on your own perspective watching it because you're like, neither of these characters are inherently good or evil. You can see both in each of them and yeah. kind of, you, you if you root for, you know, Nurse Ratchet, you'd be like, well, why am I rooting for her? Or McMurphy, who's you know, disrupting control and treatment and stuff like that. Like, that's bad. But at the same time, you kind of view... you, you His redeeming characteristic is he's liberating. You know, he yeah. seemingly... Well, but, but for his own seemingly liberating. For his own you can right. say that about even uh, the worst characters in movies, or oh, the yeah. worst people in movies. A villain doesn't think they're a villain. Right? Yeah, this movie yeah. has two I mean, Darth them. Vader doesn't think he's a bad guy. Right, right. He thinks he's, a, he thinks he's doing the right thing. Of well, course. a good yeah. bad guy. A There's good... bad bad guys who are just have no motivation. Good bad guys have no. motivation. Right. Yeah, that I, we're talking. Yeah, about. a, a character. I think I said this in the in the Man for All Seasons thing. A, a villain. The best villains to me are the ones that think that they're in the right. Right. That that yeah, to 100%. me is the, makes a, a compelling villain. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. And neither of these guys are inherently villains or good. It's kind of based on it's your how they approach the world. A pedophile's right. bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am we can taking all that, that stance yeah. today. Yeah. Yes. 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 Pedophiles are bad. Yes. But he's but, charismatic. But uh, there is. They did don't... he know he was doing pedophilia? Yes. He did. He, 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 knew, that, no, he, he knew that he was. A, I he, thought he said, I didn't know how old. No, no. He said that she was, he was, she was 15 going on 35. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was well aware of what he's doing. No, bueno. <laughs> <laughs> um, just going back to Nurse Ratchet and Chris and, and your point there for a second. And I think just. I, I tend to look at. I mean. As a teacher and as a coach, like when you look at something like a setting like that, not that I think that Nurse, nurse Ratchet should be teaching children, but <laughs> it, when you when you imagine yourself in a in a situation where you have to where you have to lead a group of people in order and to to accomplish a goal, and you have one person amongst the crew who is just doing everything he can to work against you. That's maddening as far as yeah. professionalism goes. Sure. Like it's like I like I'm trying to I'm trying to coach a baseball team and win a game and one of the kids is work is trying to lose. That's very very difficult. Right. But and what, I just right. I can't help but look at it that way. Now hurt the choices she makes prove her to be evil in a sense as well. But I I think that that's one of the great parts of that movie is is that order. What is order? You know what 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 is is order a good thing? Is order a bad thing? And there's no easy answer to that. And chaos, is chaos good? Is chaos bad? There's no easy answer to that. And when you have that agent of chaos and an agent of order going head to head, you have yourself a really compelling story. But are we looking at, you know, what is, what is the goal? Is it control or is it to help these guys when she's looking at an only control and then he comes in and, exactly. you know, yep. her, 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 she's not helping. You know, someone like Billy who is so traumatized and does need so much help, what is he getting from her where now, you know, maybe he's getting a little bit from McMurphy who's a, not a good guy either, but then you know it, it goes into what what's the goal of what we're doing there? Because those guys are supposed to be getting help for being there, not just controlled. Learning boundaries and structure, of course, but has she already decided that they're beyond help? And she's just like, well, whatever, I got to keep them. That's alive. not really up to her to decide. Right? No, it's not. But that's she's in control. Like I'm going to keep them here, right. and this um, is. Here's They're the thing. Stay control, and I'm keep yeah. them control is easy. Control is easier than helping because helping has hard areas because you open something up with somebody now you have to deal with what you open up with if you just keep them sedated and controlled there's nothing new coming out that has to be dealt with yeah okay i mean listen 
guys, we could we could sit and talk about all these movies for hours. And We've we done have. That. Yes, and we have. We, we absolutely have. So uh, if if you guys listening at home have uh, stayed with us this long, uh, I I want to thank you and just say again that we appreciate you. We want you reaching out on. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We want to hear your list. We want to hear your takes on our list. Like Tell that stuff is great. That's why we're doing it. Uh, these first fifteen episodes have been a trip uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know it's something I'm excited about and I'm proud of. It's 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 great to have all you guys here. We're not saying goodbye just yet because oh, no. we have to delve into our Rob Zombie remake conversation. <laughs> this is happening. Okay, it's we'll like it or not. This is happening. I need a beer. so again to preview this we have out of this 15 each chosen a movie for rob zombie to remake our new favorite category yes yes and again none of us are are in love with rob zombie's filmmaking but we're going to learn to love it for this (laughs) for this segment here um who would like to go first I'll go first. Chris is going to go first. Okay. I actually went, I, I took it as seriously as it can be taken, uh, I think. And it might, <laughs> be an, it, it might be it might be an obvious choice, but I don't know. Uh, I chose Rob Zombie. I wanted him to remake Rebecca. I think I that, that would that be too. a cool one. Wow. You have that too. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I that was think, my number two one. Yeah. my number two as well. I, I, I just think, I mean. Maybe a it, lot darker. A toned, <laughs> it would be. Miss Danvers? A toned, a toned down Rob Zombie, like he he did Halloween and it was really great. I thought it was great. Yeah. It's toned down Rob Zombie. If they could tone him down, he could do this movie. It, he, could, he has enough of a bag of tricks, stylized, where he could really make it cool and interesting. He's underrated as, as cinematography-wise. Yeah. Yeah, like he's his, really underrated. The sharp cuts he makes, the, the flashes yeah, of like... Good listen, stuff. he makes you like, feel things, it's yeah, just yeah. not things you want to feel. Yeah, right? I'm, not yeah, say, I'm, I'm not saying like he should peel people's skin off right. like a, a plastic <laughs> just no more spork. No more but like, you know, <laughs> he, he, could, he could make it in a, in a way that's really right. stylish. Well, I just imagine SLO... Taking his wife in a Rob Zombie movie. Yeah. Like, well, you're behind, my wife. Behind a palm tree. Yeah, violently. Oh, yeah, we so, would see that violent yeah, well, palm tree. Here he's just throwing, I, vi- he's going to violently. Yeah. Now we have to watch it. Right? Yeah, so I have, so I am a uh, low man on the Rob Zombie totem pole here. You're uh, not a fan. I'm not a fan. Not, not of the Halloween remake. I just, I, I, I don't think. I like White Zombie more than Rob Zombie. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> just the way it is, man. Um, but I, I have here a uh, seven seven points that uh, that that Rob Zombie would do to Rebecca <laughs> to make it a Rob Zombie movie. Oh, I'm moving forward to the end. Okay, get, com- get comfortable, boys. All right, all right, yeah. So, so one, his uh, Rebecca would be a uh, oh his wife Rob Zombie's wife would play Rebecca because she's, she's, she's in everything. She's in everything. Moon yeah. Zombie. Yeah. She would be a murderous uh, cackling Rebecca. Who would have been seen in flashbacks and as a ghost, <laughs> thus eliminating all mystery about her. Really good. <laughs> yeah. you, you would know. You would know exactly what she said to make uh, SLO uncomfortable. Okay. And and so, it would uh, definitely be way more uncomfortable than the original author intended. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, so Miss, that's a new, I did this myself the, in the segment. The, <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, number two, the new Mister Winter. Uh, would come from a white trash family that swears at each other all the time with the so she's and maybe and maybe and maybe she has like an ex- a sexually abusive uncle who's and, also and, an Eric Church fan right? yeah he's, he's just, all right <laughs> that's coming out there will be no derogatory Eric Church comments. Uh, 
uh, Mrs. Danvers would belong to some kind of satanic cult who's trying to resurrect Rebecca. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> Danvers and Rebecca were also lovers. But Danvers was more serious about it than Rebecca. Rebecca was just using her, and Danvers was like head over heels in love with her. Which right, is, I'm already upset. Yeah, which got, is possibly possibly we alluded to it, but they're they're gonna have like a flawless. It would be, it would be more heavy scene handed. And it's yes. gonna be. Yeah. It's if that, if that movie wasn't made in the nineteen forties, that probably would have been a scene. yeah. Right. Um, concept, yes. Yeah, the like Hitchcock was thinking it, but yeah. couldn't do it. Yeah, he was thinking a lot of things we've we've learned uh, that yeah. were not great. Really weird. The the creepy boathouse guy. Uh, would be in the cult also as a lackey, but his uh, he would have a southern accent also for some reason. <laughs> right? God, this is alarmingly good. <laughs> I see it. Like I can't yeah. wait for Rob to do it. Um, <laughs> I want to watch this. Yeah. And then the the ghost of Rebecca. I think you're gonna like this part. I like it all the, so far. The ghost of Rebecca would come out and kill Mrs. Danvers and then possess Miss Mr. Winter. Like fall. Oh. <laughs> Like fun! Oh, oh yeah. yeah! Good movie! Oh yeah! And that's and that's my that's my. I love that. Very nice. Wow, I can't wait to see that. I, I feel really belittled, and and he thought about this way more than I did. Yeah, I mean, he basically wrote the script. For uh, yeah, yeah, work with yeah. So again, Rihanna. By the way, I did like see. I did, I did, and and to my point, I think I, I thought of that. Kickstarter. Like, Kickstarter rhymes zombies. Uh, yeah, and to my point, I think I thought of that all in like five minutes. So. <laughs> Yeah, there's wow. a lot of depth to Rob Zombie's movies, you can say. I'll go next, because mine's real, real quick. I uh, I had Rob Zombie remake Crash. <laughs> because, oh, my God. Oh, that could be really I bad. mean, it's already a train wreck, so let's hop in, in the back of the Dragula and really, really crash this car into, uh, into a wall here. Yeah, let him just play in a world where he gets to intertwine ten different stories. And have them all uh, hate each other, and and uh, you know I don't know if in this I don't know in this movie if he's really tackling race or if he's just having them all stab each other, and uh, as Chris would say, um, cutting them open with wooden spoons. Or, <laughs> wooden cooking spoons. Yeah, I just cooking, see, I just see the Matt Dillon pulling over um, <laughs> Terrence Howard scene being very dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, studio, it's yeah, already very dark. This guy, right. yeah, <laughs> right. So I, I kept it. I kept it that. I'll let, I'll let your imaginations do the rest of the work because it's clearly something none of us would want to see. But and I, I do want to say that I I actually really like Rob Zombie as a, a musician. You know, I, yeah, I grew too. up on his music and I like him you know, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think he's great. And you know, I love I love the Halloween remake. I know Grant does not like it, but well, even even his the movies that are harder to watch, the House of a Thousand, House of a Thousand Corpses and uh, Devil's Rejects. There's Elements of it that I that good we all he's a good director. Yeah. We just yeah. we just his we, taste is a little extreme. We, they just upset us and we cry yeah. afterwards. He's, yeah. it's like, he's he's a wonderful director. He just shouldn't be allowed to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he should be allowed to do it with no restrictions. Right. Like yeah, that's the thing. He should be in like a Halloween movie. That's what yeah. I, I think. Halloween's I so good because of that. Yeah. 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 I think if there's really a there's a movie there was a movie studio being like, no, Rob, you can't do that. You know, like calm down. No, no, no. Yeah. All right, who's up next? We got Artie and Joe. I'll go next. So I was thinking Rob Zombie doing a period piece of Shakespeare in Love would be... Oh, my God. Jeez. Would be an interesting take. Get Paltrow out of there and put his wife in. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's going to get a Razzie right there. That that might stay Romeo and Ethel the Pirate's daughter. (laughs) I think Brendan B. has just officially quit the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I have Rob Zombie remaking The Sound of Music, which would 
instantly make this movie three to five times better than it is, based on the soundtrack alone. <laughs> uh, I've actually put together some songs for the soundtrack. So there's, uh, hey, yeah, I'm the nun that you wanted. So that would be one. <laughs> I feel so good. I feel so nun, yeah. That'd be another one. I forgot about that song. That's a great song. And I'm going to do my best weird art Yankadick impression here. So let's start at the beginning, shall we? When all the children are up on the hill asking Maria how to sing as lovely as she does, she plugs in her amp. She, ra- <laughs> she brings an amp to the Alps. She routes her guitar through a distortion pedal. She turns on the amp and steps on the pedal and hits him with. Oh, a deer, a murdered deer, Ray, a drop of golden blood, me, with me, there's something wrong, far, you better fucking run, so, a needle stitching skin, la, a note to follow, so, tea, a drink with severed heads, and that will bring us back to dough. And then he'd probably have a, he'd probably have a little Romstein version of Edelweiss. Uh, That'd be really that. good too. So maybe f- Führer Fry instead of Firefight by Rom by Romstein. So the soundtrack alone is the reason I would choose that. Artie's movie. been waiting hours to do that. I, I mean, that's unbelievable. It's eleven a.m. But I also <laughs> love how you kept the note. Actually, yeah, 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 like, yeah. I really appreciate that. It, you, you, you got the first uh, ovation in BPC history. Though. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was unbelievable. That was, that was unbelievable. I that was great. That. Thanks, oh, my God. All right, Mr. Zombie, hit us up. So, yeah, Rob Zombie's Sound of Music. Oh, I wasn't recording this whole time. Ah! <laughs> the shrill of music. <laughs> uh, is, and that's everyone, that's right? That's right? everyone, yeah. yeah. I think we've, um, yeah, we've done over. that. Yeah. Guys, we have made it through 15 episodes. We will be back at 30 to do this again. Uh, we have, uh, this is basically the end of the of the first season of season BBC. One. We're not going to take any breaks. We're going to keep rolling through, but uh, I'm, I'm super happy with what we've done over the past seven months. Looking forward to the next seven months and, and beyond. Um, closing thoughts. Anybody want to throw? Um, I'll start. I think this is from, you know, The Departed to now. I think it's, you know, podcast has done really well and I think each episode gets better and better and I think it's really excited where it goes next. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it shows a great 15 movies to start with. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, mix, yeah. you mix old unknown with right. popular, but not like in-your-face popular, right. everyone mm-hmm. knows, but most people know, and they're really nice good films balance. as well. Yeah. yeah, it's a good balance. Good balance. Good job. I love this podcast. Yeah, me yeah. too. Chris? Yeah. I, I, you know, again, I've said this before, uh, we all uh, really... Um, Grateful to Kieran, to, you know he started this whole thing and bringing us all in here, and and you know, yeah, yeah. we love it. It's you know, it's, we put a lot of effort in. So yeah, but there's absolutely no podcast whatsoever without the interactions and the combinations of us that we've been able to put together, yeah. and and that's the fun part of it is working with you guys and and seeing the different characters react with each other, and, and how it goes. <laughs> that's that's the fun part of this. You know, we never know where it's going to go or what it's going to do, and right. Great. Yeah, I I, I like. Uh, it's just um, this has been a lot of fun. It's kind of given me a a reason to watch movies that I would never watch in the first place, which is uh, something that uh, I'm grateful for in a way. Um, yeah. So if you like this, tell your friends and keep listening. Absolutely, and thank you for being with us for the first fifteen. We're looking forward to all the ones that come up, and that's it, boys.
we made it to the end of another one. Thank so God. Yeah. That's it. And we'll let our buddy Rob. Oh, Rob no. play us out. I feel so good. I feel so numb. Yeah.